0: The Rock of Portland
1: 101. KUFO. KUFO. Portland.
0: Attention,
2: broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now.
3: It is two minutes and 15 seconds after the hour of five in this, the month of September. I'm sorry. As, as Lily von Stupp would say, isn't it bright in here? So the, you all can't see this at home because you're there and we're here, but. Blindingly so. So it is unbelievably bright in the studio because all the fluorescent lights that are recessed into the ceiling have been turned on because all the incandescent lights have apparently burned out. So I came in this morning and the studio was just bathed and you had like fluorescent lights. I mean, even like the regular kind, they give you just like that, they have that weird sickly glow. Everybody looks like their skin is green.
4: Yes, you're 30 years older than you actually are. (laughs) I've aged 40 years since I left home. (laughs) Everything looks like it's been designed by, uh, everything looks like it's been
3: designed by Adrian Carmack. Anyway, so I. I came here today and said, well, that's, that's odd. Let me turn these fluorescent lights off. Let me get these regular lights on. There are no regular lights. No, but
5: you were very polite. You're like, is there a reason why there are bright lights in
3: there? Pardon me. Somebody <laughs> seems to have made an error. So of the, like, 16 lights that are in the ceiling right now, the regular incandescent kind, the regular light bulb kind, it, there's two of them that work. So Tim informed me that there are, in fact, no more light bulbs anywhere. You have to. What did you say? You have to scavenge upstairs and hope you can I, find. That I know been some used. of the hiding
4: places that I've told nobody, nobody about from previous <laughs> employees, <laughs> but I think other people are onto it because a lot of the light bulbs are missing. The last time I went on a search, so you're like, so really, you are
3: like that guy in the road, except instead of looking for tinned uh, food, you're just looking for light bulbs so we can illuminate the studio. Yeah. Awesome, it's just a post-apocalyptic wasteland up there anyway. And I don't mean That's in where the they road, hide all I mean creamer for the coffee here. too. That's the thing. We have to go up there for coffee uh, creamer, we have to go up there for coffee filters. I have to go up there for legal pads because and for printer paper, because we've again reached that thing where I we, like it was yesterday afternoon where all the printer paper down here was bright orange for some reason. And we have no light bulbs. So okay, we're gonna play through the paint. So it's, we go
5: up there to take things do. and then people upstairs come downstairs to Give that's things. That's
3: right. They come down here to use the bathroom and fail to flush. That was
5: so disgusting. It was the grossest thing ever
3: yesterday. I don't want to get off on this sort of negative uh, foot here, but yesterday, Sarah apparently went into the bathroom and found that there had been goods and services left behind by somebody from, from we, we suspect, from upstairs. And as Sarah put it, I think it had been there for a while. So it, I thought we that got... Was,
5: that was an overnighter.
3: And I, There's nobody here <laughs> overnight. <laughs>
5: Yeah, so well, is, was something,
3: <laughs> it was something waiting all weekend long for Sarah when she went oh. into the bathroom.
5: Well, isn't there... Um, of course, this doesn't happen, but aren't there perhaps some drunk people that might swing by here on their way home after the You mean the
3: salespeople? <laughs> yes. Yes, the answer like, to that that is They can't yes.
5: quite make it home, so they decide to use the A, a
3: long-standing you know, radio, standing radio tradition is for AEs, for salespeople, uh, to get plowed over the weekend and then often with their skeezy girlfriends to come by the studio and just uh, sort of hang out here for no reason at all, like not in the actual studio, but at the radio station. And then I think it's that thing of... Uh, like if if you if you're gonna be soiling a toilet, you always try to you like to do it one th- like furthest away from where you are. And so if you're a salesperson, that means coming down here. And I thought at one point we'd sealed the locks so that they couldn't get down here. you know it was sort of like on you know, it's like like on the Titanic, except that we'd raised uh, we'd raised the dividers all the way to the ceiling so
4: we couldn't get any spillage. I saw one in the hallway the other day. a salesperson, and I how did you get in here? Have we Have we sprayed?
5: <laughs> oh my God.
4: All right. Well, so something's that, going to have to a, be done. That's a dog urine in the rug that we're smelling.
3: <laughs> well, I think we have to go to DEFCON 5, the next step. We have to open the next envelope and uh, see uh, see how we deal with that. It's 503-228-4101, 503-228-4101. You can also text if you like It's 520 or you can email it. it's rick at rick Emerson dot com. Rick at rickemerson.com, uh, Tim at KUFO.com, Sarah with an H at KUFO.com, or our production assistant, uh, the esteemed Greg Nibbler could be reached at Nibbler N I B L E R uh, at KUFO.com. Just by the way, random quote that I heard yesterday, uh, from a guy. He was in front of a seven eleven talking on his cell phone to another guy, and it was that thing where either his cell phone was real bad, the other guy was real deaf, or he just likes to scream a lot. This was the quote, and I, I thumbed this into my BlackBerry as soon as I ducked inside the 7-Eleven because I didn't want to lose it. Guy on cell phone in front of 7-Eleven last night, 6.35 p.m., southeast Portland. Quote, because she can't get herself a man. She ain't never had no man. I mean, she's been here for like six months, and she's effed a couple of her uncles since she's been here. But
4: other than that, dot, dot, dot. So there you go. I saw a guy pushing a wrecked car down 39th last night with the lights <laughs> off.
5: And you said pretty much probably drunk.
4: So it's More than likely. It's like, how did this happen? Well, you and can't drive, drive drunk, drunk, Tim. Well, how the the else are you going to get your car home? The car was no longer drivable. <laughs> so just the lights are up and squished like an accordion, and he's pushing it across 39th Avenue. And meanwhile... And Sarah's neighborhood.
3: Meanwhile, this guy oh, in the glamour. front of 7-Eleven has a friend who's just effing her uncles and nobody else. It's all... It's just a world No of more room guy. in the car. It's a world of savages out there.
5: Yeah, this morning I too saw a bunch of drunk drivers. We should, yeah.
3: We should note that Sarah bicycled to work this morning. When'd you leave your house? Like three fifteen?
5: I woke up at three. I left my house at three twenty-five.
3: Excellent. Well done.
5: It was, yeah, it was fun. It was kind of scary though. Like every time I would like get near a stoplight, you know, and I could see like someone pushing a cart down the street, or you know, like, and I had to get up on the sidewalk a couple times because there were obviously people plowed, like Uh, driving. Yeah. Uh,
4: Well, I see them coming back the other way because I'm coming in, and there, there are more than a few. going back to the suburbs like at 2:30 in the morning A bunch it's of just little...
5: socially acceptable i, know. I guess <laughs>
4: And then cops are scaring me, driving parallel to me, and I think, you know, it's a gangster who's about to open fire on me.
5: (laughs) Uh, That's true, because you don't want to make eye contact if someone's... Right. No, 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 you want
4: to look over. I feel that there's a car next to me in the other lane, so I speed up. They speed up. Uh I speed up a little. They speed up more. Finally, I look in the corner of my... It's a Hillsboro cop... And they're all dark. The Hillsboro cop cars are now all dark colors. Oh,
3: really? So you can't see this? So they're
4: not white cars anymore? No, they're like like black with, with dark blue lettering. And the cop looked in the window and figured I was okay, so then he got behind me and took a right. But he really scared me.
3: Oh, that's the thing. It's that deal where you can sense that there's a car next to you, but you don't want to look. And that's how drive-bys start in L.A. You make eye contact for one second too long, and the next thing you're full of lead.
4: So, so Mr. Policeman, it is a very bad idea to do that to citizens. You, You might cause them to need a change of underwear... Before they get to work, <laughs> as, if you keep doing it like three or four times. As
3: Elaine would say in The Simpsons,
4: please don't sidle. Please, yes. for the love of God, don't be a sidler. Bad idea, Hillsborough Police. Other than that, you do great work.
3: Uh, here's what's coming up today. We got a copy of uh, the Beatles rock band that we're going to be giving away at some point today. You want to be listening for that. A uh, pair of tickets to Deaf Leopard and Poison. That is tomorrow at the Amphitheater at Clark County. Uh, we have. Uh, I'm sorry, it's my own fault. I have to check the next page and make sure that I've, we've actually got this. Yes. Uh, tickets to Slipknot and the Deftones. At some point uh, today as well. And a uh, VIP package for the Portland Creative Conference, about which we will talk more in just a bit. It's 503-228-4101. Uh, Kelly Clark will be here with food porn coming up at uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, what you know else what do that have? means, Rick. Yes, yes, I what do. What does it mean? It means that the unfolding horror of the the peanut butter and uh, and mayonnaise sandwich... And my taste buds will no longer live in separate worlds. They will uh, they will have collided. Oh, by the way, there are huge vats of both ingredients.
5: I know, and I had to bicycle all the way to work. And the, the, the
3: mayonnaise work. <laughs> room temperature. Is just no, it's just sitting out.
5: No, it's in the refrigerator. Tim
3: claimed it was warm. Tim, I, I never said it was warm. Uh, in this room, like
4: five minutes ago. Oh, I thought you said, I, I was coming, the, the room was warm. I didn't know about the temperature of the mayonnaise.
5: The mayonnaise is in the refrigerator
4: right uh, now. Maybe it
3: was Greg who said that. It might have been Greg who made the observation that the mayonnaise was warm. Had, I'm sorry, Tim. I didn't I mean to put we in A huge
5: vat here. of <laughs> mayonnaise and a huge vat of peanut butter and then a bunch of bread that I... Strapped onto my back and rode four miles
3: to work. I mean, not that I really care. I have faith in my immune system, but I was just—I was joking earlier that it was going to be the, the mayonnaise and peanut butter sandwich with a chaser of, of salmonella. But that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> um, it, it is worth noting, by the way, that uh, some of you all—if you've gotten emails from me or if you've seen this—that I, I do a lot of my email. I have this uh, this software for my Mac, and it's like a voice recognition thing, so I can just dictate a lot of my a lot of my emails. Uh, you know, you can just sit there and your hands get that weird—you get that weird tingly thing, like in your pinkies or whatever, after a while, and you think, "Oh God, this is it—they're gonna have to take up my tendons and replace them with pig parts." Um, so I dictate a lot of my a lot of my stuff, a lot of my emails, a lot of my uh, you know the worksheets or just you know, the stuff that I have to work on. Um, so I sent an email to Kelly Clark last night uh, from the Willamette who's going to be here for for Food Porn, and I made some reference about me having to eat this mayonnaise and peanut butter sandwich today, except. One of the times that I used the phrase peanut butter, like, the three other times it worked fine, but I think I must have been yawning or I must have been, like, clearing my throat or something when I said it the last time. And so it came out as not peanut butter, but Tina Butter, like, with a capital T. And she emailed me actually She's like, dear Rick, I don't really know what Tina Butter is unless it's a friend of yours, but I'm sure she's a nice person, so... So if you get anything from me that says Tina Butter, It's uh, just chalk that up Sounds to... Sounds like uh, an exotic pole dancer. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, uh, <laughs> it does. Up
5: next, Tina Butter. <laughs>
3: Be my porn name. So that's just inappropriate. That's lazy diction on my part. Is it 12 after already? It really is. Boy, howdy. Tim Roddy, what headlines are we uh, following for the good people
4: of Portland today? Oh, I haven't written any headlines. I thought I was doing the news. Did yeah, me, like- t- me too. <laughs> then we started talking about well, Sam and We're going to talk about this. Uh, the California lawmaker bragging about his affairs with uh, lobbyists some 19 years younger than he is one who wears a little eye patch underwear so he can see the eye patches more on him he's from orange county he's pro family and the women lobbyists he's talking about are both married it says here one works for a firm a firm what i don't know it doesn't specify <laughs> do. the other <laughs> represent utility
3: companies uh utility tool well, there's a joke there somewhere yeah Okay. Uh, do we, is we talking to Steve Kastenbaum at 5.20, Sarah? Okay, so at 5.20, we'll talk to Steve Kastenbaum. We'll do a wrap-up on yesterday's Apple announcement, then uh, news to Tim Riley. Ball talk with Greg Nibbler. That's on the way as well. You stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Show. We are live from beautiful Portland, Oregon.
6: More of the Rick Emerson Show in mere
3: moments. Booty, booty, booty. God,
1: Only on Rock 101. KUFO. Broadcasting in color. Huh?
6: Yeah, that's right. Who's rigged now, Mr. Riggy Man?
7: The Rick Emerson Show returns.
3: It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us today. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. And here in a a few minutes, we'll talk to Cina Radio Correspondent. Steve Kastenbaum coming up later on. Ball Talk. With uh, Greg Nibbler, we have Kelly Clark from Willamette Week. who will be here at 7 o'clock. Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com, a bit before that at 640. And at some point today, a copy of uh, the Beatles' Rock Band. Could be yours. And if you win that, you'll qualify for the grand prize, the Rock Band Special Value Bundle, which includes all the uh, rock band instruments, mic, guitar, drums, uh, and the game. So you'll be qualified for a shot at that, and you'll get yourself a copy of uh, the Beatles' Rock Band today. That's awesome. It really is.
5: I'm not a video game person, and that's pretty cool. And,
3: And I am. I just, but I'm... I'm not for rock band or Guitar Hero because I suck so terribly. It, and that's I just my. Haven't
5: gotten, I've never been able to play because it, it just looks so ridiculous. Like uh, it looks like it's fun. It.
3: it I think you got to get past the ridiculous thing because you just. There's just no getting around that, and I, as, as I understand it, I think drinking helps. Uh, that at least has been my experience with it, because what's his name? You know, like Fat Boy is. It's freaky, man. He's like um. He's like Fred Savage in The Wizard. With that game, uh, but uh, Fred Savage's
5: autistic brother—you mean?
3: Nah, is it not Fred Savage? Is mm-hmm. it his autistic? Oh, he—he he accompanies the brother.
5: Yeah, him and Jenny Lewis accompany the brother on a journey to go play uh, Super Mario Brothers Three. That's
3: right, that's right. Because they and they travel—it's like they travel across country, and it's uh, and it's like a televised video game tournament, right?
5: Oh yeah, and that's when they first uh, show the Power Glove.
3: That's uh, from Nintendo. Okay, it's all mm-hmm. coming back to me now. So, let's back up for a moment, Fat Boy. Not so much like Fred Savage. He's like the autistic kid from. This is all coming out wrong. The point is, he's really, really good at that. But I've seen him and our friend Jason Crumb go head to head at that. And really, I think that the further they get into their cups in the night, kind of the better they become. Um, it's sort of like how some people are with bowling. Anyway, it, but the uh, Beatles rock band thing is pretty cool because it's, I think, 45 songs from the uh, Beatles catalog. So we're going to be giving away a copy of that at some point today. You want to be listening uh, uh, for the uh, opportunity to win. We'll explain how you can do that later on at this hour. Let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal savior, Tim Riley.
1: In the news with Tim Riley.
4: Good morning from the KUFO News Center at downtown Portland. 525 now ties today in the low 80s. The publisher, The Oregonian, is retiring at the age of 87. Fred Stickle has been the guiding light for the paper for over three decades and will turn over the reins of control to his son, Patrick. He's already the president and works there. The uh, Oregonian is owned by the Newhouse family, who are credited with hanging on to their employees longer than most troubled newspapers. PGE crews have found a dead body in a vehicle near Sandy slumped over the wheel on Southwest Marmot Road. No signs of trauma, no identity as of yet. Big stories out of California. The 99 Cent stores gave nine lucky couples the chance to get wedded at their stores yesterday at 9909. One of the blushing brides had this to say. I'm
5: just so grateful with them. Just thank you very much, 99 Cent Store.
4: <laughs> Another one expressed her gratitude. Nice limo, a nice hotel, restaurant. So it is totally in style. Uh, and what aisle would I
3: find some dignity to buy, maybe, or some shame, or some, some, some standards for my own life?
4: So then we have that representative from uh, Orange County. Oh, F him. He is He's gone. A, his, a, his job is over. Bastard. Caught on tape, bragging about having sex with female lobbyists. Former assemblyman Mike Duval who uh, quit yesterday from Laura Linda, uh, made the comments to another man during a break at a committee meeting at the Capitol in front of cameras and microphones. So KCAL was able one of the television stations and recorded the whole thing. We have the taste, but we can't play them because the quality isn't that good. But I will uh, make some of the uh, major quotes here.
3: Wait, hold on a second. I think this absolutely requires that I find the appropriate... Uh... I find the appropriate music bet here. Hold on a second. These are so these are now actual quotes. Yes. That the guy uh these are things he said on camera. Yes. With the t I mean the T V cameras were there where they were rolling and he's talking to some uh, colleague of his, right? Yes. By the way, we should also note this guy is,
4: uh, as it goes without saying, I think at this point, a family values proponent. Yes he is. He represents the fine people of Yorba Linda, Fullerton, Anaheim, Placentia, and Orange County. All right. So uh that's good better him. than that. So he's talking about this uh, lady lobbyist. She wears a little eye patch underwear. I can see her eye patches. So the other day, she came over here with her underwear Thursday, and so we made Love Wednesday a lot. That's part one. Uh, Part two, let's see here. I like spanking her. Uh, She goes, I know you like spanking me. I said, yeah, that's because you're such a bad girl. Then he brags about an affair with another lobbyist. He says uh, he made a mistake, he humbly apologizes. Both these lobbyists are married, and yes, they are other family values lobbyists. He said his statements were inappropriate and unacceptable. He was elected in 2006 to represent Orange County owns an insurance company.
3: Oh, there you go. Oh, by the way, the I have seen a photo of the girl who apparently is uh, naughty and uh, needs to be punished. Mm-hmm. I agree with both of the statements. Also, I thought a third that she's hot. Uh, welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from New York City. CNN Radio Correspondent Steve Kastenbaum. Hello, sir. How are you today? Doing well. How are you? I'm fine. Have you seen this? Uh, I was gonna. I was. I was gonna use an untoward statement to describe him, but I won't put you in the awkward position of listening to that. This. Uh, this guy from uh, California that had to resign yesterday after it turns out he was putting it to a couple of his lobbyists. No, I missed that. What is his name again, Tim?
4: <laughs> his name is uh, Duval. Yeah, he was, uh, he was... Assemblyman Mike Duval, And he's just a big, just a, as, as Tim put it, just a big
3: uh, Bob Dorning-looking look, bastard. I mean, just a big, fleshy lummox of a guy. And he's, you know, on the family values bandwagon, et cetera. And then he's sitting there, and he's an assemblyman, so he's sitting there, like, in the the assembly, you know, the well or whatever whatever they call that. You know, he's sort of like sitting there with all of his, uh, you know, on the panel with all of his colleagues. And he's just going on and on about his various sexual conquests, which is... This is sort of stomach churning anyway, because he's just a huge, like, fleshy load of a guy. And never minding the fact that there are microphones and television cameras everywhere, which are, you know, capable of transmitting sound. Uh, and then KCAL t- took the audio and just uh, just ran with it. And if the funny thing is, if you look at the timeline yesterday, there was first the denial, followed by the grudging acknowledgement that he may have said something like that. Followed by the, I was misinterpreted. Followed by the, well, I thought that was a private conversation. I was happening. Followed by the, I'm quitting goodbye, and then he's, uh, then he's gone. So it's, you know, the, the, the P, humanity never fails to uh, to entertain all of us,
4: Steve.
7: If I ever uh, was an advisor to uh, someone in a political, uh, in an elected position, I think I would tell them, uh, you know, to say the exact opposite. That, uh, you know, I, I really don't even think about family values at all. Yes. Never, never enters the, the the picture at all. Because then. You know, when the scandals come out, you know, it's not as much of a shock.
3: I mean, or just if that guy, you know, maybe he could just kind of a turn into the skid sort of a thing where they say, isn't it true, Assemblyman, that you are having an illicit affair with one of your lobbyists? And then they hold up a picture and he would just go like, yeah, I mean, look at her. Look at me. Can you believe it? Come <laughs> on! Because he's just this huge John Candy looking bastard. And, uh, you know, and she's, this, she's kind of a dish, as they say. Mm. Anyway, um, so let's talk about Steve Jobs, who spoke yesterday at um, this wasn't this wasn't the MacWorld Expo, was it? This was just sort of a this is kind of a one-off event that they were doing because of the nine 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 thing, where they talked about. They ended up it was sort of anticlimactic. They talked about a bunch of new features for the iPod and some tweaks to the iTunes Store, but it it wasn't quite the big revelation fest that everybody thought it was going to be.
7: The big news was Steve Jobs yeah. coming back to the stage for the first time for Apple since October two thousand and eight. Uh, you know he took a sabbatical for six months had a liver transplant by the way there's you know some controversy about that you know how was he able to get a liver transplant so quickly and so easily a lot of folks have been on that list uh, waiting for a long time for a donor so uh, there there are questions there but uh he was back on stage he still looks extremely thin but he looked and sounded strong and healthy so that's a good thing for for apple of course and uh, Apple's got a problem. They, they, they put themselves in this position where they continually have to one-up themselves in these reveals, and these unveilings, and it becomes an impossible task. And I think, despite the fact that the stock did very well yesterday and this week leading up to the announcement, I think this announcement was kind of a letdown. They, they, they retooled uh, iTunes. There's a new version of iTunes, so not only is it easier to use uh, you can actually not just uh, listen to other libraries and other computers in your family in your home. You can now actually share files, so you can drag, you know, an audio file from from your your wife or your kids' computer onto your computer's hard drive now. And that was something a lot of uh, iTunes users uh, used to hate. You couldn't, you know, like share files and move them around. So that's one change. Also, there's this LP store. Remember the days before CDs. When you used to get all the the, the fun stuff, the artwork, the liner notes, the essays, the pictures inside the album? Indeed I do. Well, they've created a section of iTunes called the LP Store, where if you buy a whole album, you get all that now. You get the special behind-the-scenes video or maybe video interviews, essays, artwork, liner notes, when you order uh, the entire LP. Now,
3: see... I know that there was a lot of speculation yesterday that they were going to announce something uh with the Beatles and you know, the nine nine nine, everybody thought that it was they were gonna be adding the Beatles catalog to the iTunes library, and they ended up not doing that. But this the fact that they opened this LP store where they focus so much on full-length albums, that is yet more circumstantial evidence that they're gonna be doing something with the Beatles because it's well known that Paul McCartney's big opposition to digital music sales is that he doesn't want people to be able to buy that's the wrong way to put it, but he feels the Beatles records ought to be purchased as albums. He doesn't he doesn't really feel like you you get the full experience because you, you pick and choose what you want to be purchasing and listening to. He would prefer that people get the thing as a full work. So this maybe is a little bit of a the anecdotal indication that they're going to be doing something with the Beatles at some point or or that they're trying to allay the fears of of the remaining Beatles and the folks who control their music.
7: Yeah, I'm with the, I'm with Paul McCartney on that. You know, so many people uh, out there today just don't even know what an album is. You know, they, they you forget that an artist will put together, I don't know, a dozen songs and release them all at the same time in one package, and and everybody just orders one song when they hear it on the radio. So I'm with Paul McCartney on that.
3: Well, it's definitely become more of a singles market again. It's kind of gone back to the way it was before. And I'm with you on the fact that Steve Jobs, he sounded he sounded good relatively speaking, but damn, he was thin. I mean, he was he. It was like he'd just been on some sort of desiccation machine that had just uh, you know that it taken away about a, you know a third of his of his body mass. So I mean, I'll take Steve Jobs kind of any way I can get him. I'm glad that he's uh, alive and seems you know at least to be on the comeback trail. But it was it's weird when you look at those. The problem that Steve Jobs has is not unlike Apple. Steve Jobs is always going to be compared to himself, mm. and for a guy who's lived so much of his life being the public face of that company and being so. Uh, just full of vitality and energy, and uh, you know all of that. And he's going to live in his own shadow, but um, he really was—he really is a class act all the way, as a friend of mine said uh, yesterday.
7: Final observation about the Apple thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, really quick, they, they've made a lot of changes to the iPods. Uh, they've uh, brought down the prices, especially for the iPod Touch, which is essentially now just a pocket computer. Uh, which is kind of cool, I think. And the iPod Nano has uh, really been expanded. It has a, vid- a, a high-quality video camera in it. It has an FM radio receiver in it now. And, uh, yeah, yeah, people can actually listen to the radio once again on a Walkman. <laughs> and uh, it uh, will also have the ability to be like a memo recorder, like you can record your voice and use it as a voice recorder.
3: The uh, the one thing that they missed yesterday, and this is the thing that everybody is, is sort of picked up on, and I don't know why they didn't do this, because Steve Jobs as you noted yesterday so famously has that thing where he'll come out and he'll address the crowd and at the end he says oh and one more thing and then he'll pull like right. look it's you know it's a mini miniature nuclear reactor in my front pocket the guy who was doing most of the apple presentation yesterday i don't know why they missed this opportunity rather than just introducing Steve Jobs normally the guy who was doing most of that apple uh, uh, speech yesterday should have ended by saying oh and one more thing, and then Steve Jobs should have appeared on stage. That would have yeah. been just you know the way to end everything. That would have brought the house down. So,
7: yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it was very uh, it was very anticlimactic, and uh, I'm still waiting for the Beatles announcement. Yeah,
3: excellent. On that note, my friend, have a fantastic day. We will speak with you very soon. Take
7: care. There you go,
3: Steve Kastenbaum, ladies and gentlemen. Straight ahead news from Tim Riley. uh, Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have ball talk with Greg Nibbler. Next hour, 6.40, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. 7 o'clock, Kelly Clark with food porn, 7.20. Rick Emerson eats peanut butter and mayonnaise, 7.40. No idea.
7: This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. You'll miss a minute of the Rick Emerson Show, or you'll be filled with desperate, miserable
3: shame. Once I got a taste of killing people's hopes and desires, I couldn't stop. Listen online, live over your podcast at kinguifo.com. Rick Emerson show on Rock 101 KUFO. It is Thursday, September 10th. Thank you for joining us. Coming up later on in the show, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com, the online celebrity nudity database. Uh, at 7 o'clock, Kelly Clark from Willamette Week will be here with Food Porn. And I was just uh, taken into the kitchen and shown sort of the components of the coming horror.
5: The vat of mayonnaise. Ugh.
3: The large thing of mayonnaise. See, and Greg, just, he shakes his head even at the mention of it, which is... Greg's eating it, too. Why am I getting dragged into this? Wait a minute. When did this happen? Greg, Greg and he said decided... that he would. Really? Is this? I mean, not that I'm I not did... appreciative of it. When? When was that decided? We were discussing it this morning. No, you said that I would.
5: No, and we already discussed it, and you said yes, and we talked about your sandwich and everything.
3: <sighs> is this a thing you've just decided for him? Well, yes. I mean, that's okay. That is. That's proper. That
6: is appropriate. But,
5: but he. But he cannot say that we didn't discuss
6: it. I don't recall <laughs> volunteering. I'd like a <laughs> mouthful of warm mayonnaise, please. <laughs> well, who wouldn't? Uh, in any event, uh, and then uh, at some point today,
3: you'll be listening for Tim Riley to read Slipknot lyrics. When you hear Tim Riley reciting lyrics from the band Slipknot, you'll be calling 10 at that point. You'll uh, taking a uh, pair of tickets home with you to see Slipknot and Deftones. That is uh, 503-228-4101 at some point this morning when you hear Tim Riley reciting Slipknot Lyrics. At this point, however, if you are caller 10, you want a pair of tickets to see Poison and Def Leppard tomorrow at the Clark County Amphitheater. That is uh, tomorrow. The Amphitheater Clark County. Tickets still available at Ticketmaster.com, but if you're caller 10 right now at 503-228-4101, a pair of tickets to see Poison and Def Leppard will be yours. At the news desk, it is your personal savior, Tim Ramey. <laughs>
1: In the News with Tim Riley.
4: Good morning from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland. 547. Expect high temperatures today in the low 80s. Don't worry about those houses burning in North Portland. They're supposed to be set on fire. Firefighters are setting the fires themselves. Why? Well, they figure they're going to burn down eventually. Why not get a head start? These are actually six condemned houses. Uh, North Prescott Street and Maryland Avenue, they're part of a training exercise being conducted by the Portland Fire Bureau to help them fight fires in real-life situations.
3: It must be depressing to live in a neighborhood where when the fire guys need to sort of train on something, they just come and burn down random buildings that you live near because of the theory that, well, they'll get burned down at some point.
4: Not good for people's self-esteem. A woman found dead late Tuesday night was a victim of a homicide The 50-year-old woman's body discovered in the 6900 block of North Fessington Street. Police came to the area to perform a welfare check. They believe they know the cause of death. Of course, they're waiting for the official results. Residents may have information about the woman's death. If you know something about how she died, contact police. They need more evidence. So on to the president's speech. Anybody watch it last night? I watched
3: uh, bits of it. I had it on in the background.
4: Okay, so the highlight of the whole thing, it was a very good speech. He, he, He did it well. It was like the old Obama coming back again. And uh, the Democrats need to practice controlling the media a little bit more like the Republicans used to. So uh, I guess one of the highlights was Representative Joe Wilson of South Carolina yelling liar during the president's speech. So here it is. It's hard to hear, but it's there somewhere. Uh,
0: There are also those who claim that our reform efforts would ensure illegal immigrants. This, too, is false. The reforms... The reforms I'm proposing would not apply to those who are here illegal. It's not true.
3: It's like watching, and it isn't true. No, it's not, but it's like watching that thing on C-SPAN once a month where they all go and scream at the Prime Minister of Britain. That's great. Which is, I mean, that I, I would feel... Who would want that job? So much better about our system of government here if we were just allowed to go and heckle and boo the guy who runs the whole joint like uh, like once a month. So who
4: is this guy that was doing... The, the yelling, the heckling He is a, uh, Republican Representative Joe Wilson of South Carolina.
3: Is he a known jackass? I mean, before no, last night? No, not a night? known
4: jackass. Uh, apparently, he's uh, not usually a jackass, as Joe Biden. Well, I would say, Joe, you embarrassed an institution I love. And you realized it and you apologized. We accept the apology. He was elected to the House in 2001. He's 62 years old. John McCain addressed the assertion that President Obama... Uh, was giving illegal aliens health care. Uh, this is the same assertion that triggered last night's outburst by the congressman himself. They do not. Uh, as everything that I've seen, they do not. And it changes the number of the uninsured in America down to about 30 million instead of the 47 or so that they talked about before.
3: It's only 30 million if you take away the illegal, uh, the illegal immigrants. Yeah. Thank you, John McCain, for clarifying that. I, uh, I appreciate it.
4: So uh, some of the other highlights, uh, let's see here. Uh, Obama's health care plan will
0: accomplish uh, three things. Let's see what the three things are. The plan I'm announcing tonight would meet three basic goals. It will provide more security and stability to those who have health insurance. It will provide insurance for those who don't. And it will slow the growth of health care costs for our families, our businesses, and our government.
4: In other news, Ellen DeGeneres made a major announcement on her television program.
2: All right, well, I have a big announcement to make. No one knows this. Tony doesn't know. No one knows. And that's why we had to start a tiny bit late uh, today. And I just finally got the okay just moments ago to announce this to you today. Oh, God. I am going to be the new judge on American Idol.
3: Good for her. Excellent. You know that might actually get me to watch that show uh, for a few weeks at least, just for you know to see her sort of uh, her sort of initial run on that. I'm a big fan of Ellen DeGeneres. I'm for whatever. Uh, I'm for whatever brings her more success.
5: You just love her because she's with Portia de Rossi.
3: Well, that also helps. Uh, but but she's uh, she's legitimately funny. That's the thing about Ellen DeGeneres is that
5: she's very charming.
3: A lot of people, especially I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about comedians, man. There's just it... wow. <laughs> just the arched eyebrow from Sarah right there. Um... <laughs> There's just something about there's something about comedians who get a lot of success in non stand up fields. In other words, most of the comedians, and maybe this is maybe this is uh, maybe the answer is in the question here, who end up hosting TV shows or they end up being uh, George Lopez. Well, but, but they, you know what I mean. They end up doing something that's not stand up. They're just not funny. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg is probably the best. Did you realize that Whoopi Goldberg, like her career, she's it, never been funny she, to but, anyone. She still called. A comedian, that's the weirdest thing about it, is that that is still what she calls, she refers to herself not as an actress, which I think she, I mean, not that she isn't, but she lists her primary uh, uh, you know, the occupation as comedian. She goes, well, I'm always a comedian at heart. I, for the life of me, can't remember when Whoopi
4: Goldberg was a comedian. Tell a Whoopi Goldberg joke. I, that's,
3: I was just, just going to say, that I couldn't. you put a gun to my head. I couldn't come up with a Whoopi Goldberg joke. And I also have no recollection of her standing on stage. I'm not saying she didn't. I just don't remember anything about it. See, also Rosie O'Donnell, by the way. So comedians who end up doing things for a living that are not standing on stage are invariably not funny. And so you realize that what must have happened is they did stand up right up until the point where the jig was about to be up. Like where the country was about to come out of a stupor and go, wait a minute, you suck. (laughs) There are no jokes here, which is why you suspect that Dane Cook is going to get a talk show like any second now. Uh, before we all uh, sort of realize that we've had the the carpet pulled over our eyes the thing about ellen degeneres is she's legitimately funny she's really a truly hilarious person and a great performer so i and i mean this with all sincerity so i'm i'm glad to see that come her way i'm for whatever uh, i'm for whatever gives her more money
4: speaking of comedians there was another one and i can't think of his name he used to be a comedian then we found out the other day it's like the fifth season of his dramatic show on some obscure cable network anyone hmm. we we're talking about it the, the other name day of the show? No, but it's a drama. I think it's about a fireman. Dennis, Dennis Leary. Leary. Yes. Dennis Leary, yeah. A <laughs> Rescue Me. Yeah, he does... Uh, yeah,
3: re- well, he's another guy where... I think it's Dennis, like the ninth season of the show. It's been on forever, and I kind of lost track of it. Do you know anybody first. who watches it? Uh kind of shows like that stay on. Uh, no, 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 I do, actually. To be fair, a lot of guys watch that show. All right. It, number is, one. it is very much like a guy show, and and sort of... Uh, it has. It's very much in the FX mode, uh, because FX has a lot of shows that are about... Hard-drinking slash hard-living dudes who play by their own rules and have father issues and then also have an angry ex-wife somewhere uh, that they have a tumultuous relationship with and they can never quite stay apart, but they can't get back together. I that's guess that's like, good casting for him. He's kind of working-class Irish. It's like every guy on every FX show is that way, and you just nailed it when you said that he was a comedian. I only remember the one Dennis Leary album ever which
4: is that no cure for cancer. Yeah, standing on stage smoking, but I can't remember the jokes. I remember the cigarettes.
3: And it's the uh, it's the record where it's got the it's the the black label with the yellow stripe in the middle and he's standing there with the black leather
4: jacket and he's got the cigarette. And I'm sure he did other albums after that. Couldn't name one if if my life right. depended well, on I it. I think the big deal was he was an American in London making a name for himself, but I can't remember exactly what he said. I don't know. Maybe when Bill Hicks died, he didn't have any more material to take. I'm sorry. I didn't was
3: that out loud. He was sort of the he was like the Carlos Mencia Uh, of an earlier age, Mm -hmm. Dennis Leary. Sort of a, you know, just, uh, you get the feeling that uh, Dennis Leary's um, comedic prep at a certain point just consisted of a big box of blank Xerox paper. It's 503 228 4101. Straight ahead, we have Ball Talk with Greg Nubler. Coming up at uh, 620, more news with Tim Riley. 640 Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. 7 o'clock Food Porn with Kelly Clark. And before the end of the show, your shot at the Beatles Rock Band Game. You'll be listening. It's The Rick Emerson Show. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is Thursday morning. Stay right there.
7: The Rick Emerson
2: Show on Rock
7: 101, KUFO. KUFO,
4: Portland.
3: All right, so just now I came into the studio and I was sort of unable to get to the microphone because Tim was kneeling on a chair, unscrewing one of the light bulbs by hand. So we've been pitched into this sort of, uh, I noticed this vast darkness this morning because all of the incandescent bulbs have burned out, so we're using the fluorescent lights, which I think after a while give you A, cancer, and B, sort of this weird ongoing migraine because they have that kind of humming thing that you don't really notice right away, but it kind of plows its way into your skull after sixty or ninety minutes. Tim has actually located light bulbs. Uh, would you like to tell us where these light bulbs are from, Tim? Or would you would you not? No. Would you, would you like to... They're right. from the secret light bulb bunker. So you found where they moved the light bulbs to you found No, they... they've
4: they've always been there.
3: Okay, so this is so these are light bulbs that nobody knows the existence of. They uh they've been lurking in a corner. All right. Now carefully remember when Scotty set the studio on fire that one time? Oh, uh, if your hand slips, it's it's all going to be over. I don't know how to... We don't have a defibrillator here, by the way. Do you ever do this when you're, in, uh, when you're putting a light bulb in, and you've checked the switch or the plug or whatever it is 500,000 times, and yet you still have the deal of... You're just imagining your hand slipping as you're putting the light bulb in, and then you start to wonder exactly what would happen if your finger just went into the socket. It's like sometimes when I'm walking around the house, like if I'm eating and I have a fork... I sort of imagine this slow-motion horror film where I'm tripping, and then the fork is contriving to go into an electrical outlet somewhere. All right, well, on this... I'm just going to move the microphone here. If you hear some sort of a a loud zapping noise followed by a scream or a thud or something, just know what it is. All right. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. In mere moments, we have ball talk uh, with Greg Nibbler on the way. Ball talk. (laughs) <laughs> Bold talk, yes. Thank you. Uh, uh, Tim Riley coming up with news at 620, Mr. Skin at 640, and uh, Kelly Clark with food porn at 7 o'clock. So for today's food porn, I will be consuming, against my better judgment, a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. I don't even remember how this came up. It, I guess it's because of food porn last week. Uh, Kelly was talking about mayonnaise, and then that it prompted some horrible revelation by uh, Sarah that she eats peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches. Is this a thing you still eat?
5: No, I mean, and it's not something I eat constantly. It's something that I've eaten. Something I don't, you have eaten. Yes, but it's not something that I make.
3: How was the know, peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich first introduced to your diet?
5: Uh, I thought it was really gross, and I had a friend who ate them all the time, and I finally had a bite of it, and it was really delicious.
3: So this was as a kid. You like you knew somebody who did it when you were no, growing up. No, not as up. a kid. As an adult. So how long ago?
5: Uh, it was in college. Were you so drunk? No. All
3: right, because I don't. this might be food that requires but alcohol it, for enjoyment. Few,
5: no, I've had it a few times. All right. It's very delicious. It's like wet peanut butter.
0: (sighs) See,
3: none of these things you're saying are making it uh, any more appetizing. All right. Uh, Tim
4: Riley is tracking the following stories for you on this uh, Thursday morning. Two light bulbs are found in my secret stash. At least part of the room is now illuminated. (laughs) Excellent. Thank (laughs) you, Tim Riley. This is so much
5: better, Tim. I I appreciate that.
4: I I know of two more if you want two uh, extra ones. Oh, this is good. No, save those. All right. Paul Abdul auditions for a new job. Anderson Cooper accidentally cusses on CNN. Obama says no more bickering in games, please. Teddy Kennedy Jr. won't enter politics until his kids have grown up. Oprah doesn't consider herself a friend of Michael Jackson.
3: Uh, on the way, we have uh, uh, Mr. Skin. Kelly Clark at 7 o'clock. In mere moments, we have ball talk with Greg Nibbler. I, Rick Emerson Show, who might this be?
0: This would be
7: Paul. How are you doing
3: Hey, morning? Paul, what's up?
7: Uh, hey, I missed the backstory on the peanut butter and mayonnaise delicacy. Um, is that indeed
1: uh, best foods or Miracle Whip? And do we go on crunchy or creamy?
3: I mean, would it make any <laughs> difference? Is that really is that really a point? oh, of d- oh. Uh,
1: Miracle Whip! I think is heinous stuff. You wouldn't want to put that with much
5: Yeah, mayonnaise. Miracle Whip is disgusting. Yeah, that would be <laughs> weird.
3: Yeah, <you> miracle, <laughs> that would just be wrong. And by the way, delicacy is your is your word. No one in this studio used that phrase.
1: Like I say I missed
3: the backstory, so I was just trying to give it its due. Well, so the backstory is that uh, so Kelly Clark from Alamut Week was here, and she does this segment called Food Porn, and she was sort of talking about the greatness of mayonnaise. And Sarah offered up uh, the fact that she enjoys peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwiches, which really just strike me as—I mean, it's just like a like a combination from the bowels of Satan himself.
0: <laughs> yeah did that come from is that a
3: family
1: tradition or
5: no i actually didn't have it until college and one of my friends made it for me and it sounded totally disgusting and then i ended up trying it and it was yeah, just greasy and delicious
1: like, do you right. use the creamy or the, or the crunchy or <sighs> crunchy mayonnaise
5: off? oh or crunchy peanut butter okay crunchy mayonnaise
3: <laughs> don't ever say that again thank you sir <laughs> yeah. all right. god almighty all right ladies and gentlemen crunchy without mayonnaise. further La. ado let's yeah, make way for
6: greg nibbler and ball talk All right, it is time for Ball Talk. We've got a few different uh, balls we're going to discuss today. We've got baseball. Uh, Derek Jeter, the Yankees' pretty boy, has tied Lou Gehrig's 70-year-old record on the Yankees' all-time hits list. Uh, So he has a chance to break that on Friday when Baltimore visits the New York Yankees. Allen Iverson, the uh, has-been point guard of the NBA, has uh, apparently landed in Memphis the bottom cellar-dwellers of the uh, NBA. And he uh, Twittered, Twittered, tweeted on his Twitter page, God chose Memphis as the place that I will continue my career. And God apparently does not like Allen Averson because this is going to be horrible for him. Uh, and finally, the NFL season starts today. It starts Ooh. tonight. The Tennessee Titans are visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight. So if you haven't filled out your fantasy football brackets, uh, it is time to do so. You have until tonight to get that done. Sarah? Have you, have Thanks you for filled, the reminder. Get on that now. <laughs> <laughs> you have till tonight. Uh, so uh, yes, I have filled out mine. My team is terrible. It uh, it sucks, and I'm probably going to do terrible this year. But why did you
5: pick a terrible team?
6: Uh, well, you don't pick it. You actually, it's a draft. So yeah, you, you kind of just get stuck with who you have, and uh, my team is terrible. But the important thing about fantasy football is talking trash to the opposing person and making sure that they feel like an idiot, whether you win or lose. And that's that's the bottom line for pretty much anything, as far as I'm concerned. It's not
3: not <laughs> unlike radio in that regard.
6: A- absolutely, for yeah. Life. I don't care if I win or lose, as long as I get the last word in. That's all that matters. As a,
3: long as I can uh, crush your self-esteem and make you weep and stare into the middle
6: distance late into the uh, late into the night, it's it's a win. Yes, and and, and insulting mother. That's always good too. Uh, So that is uh, going on today. So you need to make sure that you uh, get that in there. And I have decided that I am going to make my prediction for who is going to win the Super Bowl. And uh, I am declaring this now before the season even starts. So we have until January. I am making the proclamation. And uh, I had it was it was kind of a tough decision. A lot of people think that the Steelers are going to be winning, uh, maybe the Patriots. But no, I am choosing the New York. Giants as the Super Bowl champions this year. And so you can pretty much lock that in. You can go to Vegas and place your bets. Uh, you know, I'm not that I'm encouraging anyone to gamble. I'm just saying it's pretty much a sure thing that the New York Giants will win the Super Bowl this year.
3: I am encouraging it. Wager your family's <laughs> retirement. Do yes. it all. Absolutely, Liqu- Liquidate everything you have. Your kids' retirement fund, your
6: college fund, doesn't matter whatever it is. It's a win-win. It is. It's is a win-win all around. The New York Giants will win the Super Bowl this year. So that is my proclamation. I challenge anyone to dispute that and so uh, tomorrow <laughs> we'll have some more NFL coverage it's so weird and we're going to discuss uh, which college football fans are probably going to be crying this weekend which I'm very excited to talk about tomorrow so that concludes this edition of ball talk there's something really wrong with you are,
5: are the college football people uh, they're from my school aren't they
6: like, oh, they're crying. always crying. Yours, yeah. yeah. There's they they cry before the season even starts.
5: I know Washington State is. <laughs>
6: yeah, kind there's of sad. there's nothing. That's just more more just sad all around. This is a sad situation. Like tomorrow, you're going to be bathing
3: in the sweet tears of college fans, and, yeah. and today, and you really, by the way, you, you really are establishing yourself as a guy who could successfully do a sports talk or any kind of talk radio. Because you're taking a completely ludicrous position with no reason and with no underpinnings and then just having like a whole disproportionate degree of of investment. You know, well, Greg, I don't. You're wrong! Get off my phone! All right, we'll back there. Straight ahead, Tim Riley at the news desk later on this hour. Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. It's a Rick Emerson radio program live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. One-stop shopping for all your cult-like devotion. (coughs) Welcome to my room. RickEmerson.com.
7: Do it now.
2: The Rick Emerson Show returns. This is Rock 101. KUFO.
3: It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It is 503-228-4101 sometime between now and the end of the show. We're going to get a shot at the Beatles rock band game. Now you'll be listening. And when you are so prompted, if you can identify this Beatles song. Well done, Sarah Dillon. That's actually my favorite Beatles song, I think, of uh, probably of all time. All right that's hmm. fantastic uh, guitar. That's riff. Norwegian wood. See, that's a you know, and the great thing about Norwegian wood is that is I say here uh, the, the, the the greatest understatement of all time. It's under two were, minutes. The Beatles are really great. Well, that a it's a great song. It's memorable. It's got a, a, a the verse, the hook. I think it's got like an actual like a bridge and everything, and it's all in a minute and fifty nine seconds. There's that and plus the Beatles do that thing in Norwegian wood that they were really that the best pop songs do where they take something that could be really strange or that could take you out of the song, which is the sitar because I think it was the very first use of the sitar in any sort of popular uh, mainstream recording, and you don't even really notice it I mean it's just kind of a different flavor of music, and this song we uh, we just played right here. It's got one of those little, uh, Beatles brush strokes in the back that you don't really notice, which is that they're singing Frera Jaca the whole time, like for, for no reason. Really? Yeah. It's, a, you listen better to it. And the background where they're doing that, uh, the little, you know, whatever the, it's not the, not the harmonies, but they're doing this little backing vocal and they're singing Frera Jacques, because I think it was like the only thing that could pop into their heads, uh, at the moment. <laughs> So at some point between now and 9 o'clock, you're going to get a chance to identify that. If you call about it now, Greg's just going to have to turn you away, and then everybody's going to be sad, and it'll be a waste of, like, 30 seconds of your life, so don't do that. It's 503-228-4101. Hi, Rick Emerson Show. Who might this be?
1: Hi, this is Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hey, uh,
6: the peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich thing? Yeah. Yeah, my roommate does
3: that. And Uh,
1: why? Literally,
3: I don't know, but literally, I have to leave the room as I dry heave as she's eating them. That's (laughs) it's not just a thing you don't care for, right? It's not just a thing that well, I like peanut butter
2: and mayonnaise is great, but man, they just don't go together. That is just a bad combination.
3: It's not just a thing you you don't want to eat. It's a thing you actively uh, are against. I mean, it it actually has it actually has a very uh, it it has a negative impact on you as a person.
2: it
3: does. It literally makes me dry heave. A dry heave is really one of the worst phrases ever used. Have you asked her where this sort of uh, particular flavor combination came from for her?
2: Um, no, I really
3: don't want any part of it. You should start eating something, or at least mime that you're eating something really awful, just to, you know, like maybe, uh, you know, like pesto and cigarette butts.
7: Ugh. Yeah,
5: uh, anything but that. Ooh, or like tuna fish and syrup.
3: And cat food. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Michelle.
5: Okay, no problem. All right. uh, revolting.
3: All right, uh, well, and it's and coming, that's up,
5: coming a... up in like an hour. Hooray! It's
3: fifth meal. Yes, it's, it really is. It's the it fifth meal, and I think sixth meal uh, right after that. If you If you know what I'm saying, I
5: think I see the excitement in someone's eyes.
3: No, no, no. It's uh, it's fear, Sarah. It's just pure distilled fear at the news desk. It's your personal savior, Tim Ryan. <laughs>
4: In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning from the KUFO News Center in downtown Portland. 628 now. We can expect high temperatures today in the low 80s, and it's going to be a nice day after the fog leaves. The number of unemployed Oregonians running out of benefits is expected to jump this month as their extensions run out. The Oregon Employment Department says about 3,000 came to an end of their last extension for unemployment benefits last week. Now... The Senate legislature did pass the Oregon Emergency Benefits Program. That calls for an additional 13 weeks for these people, but it doesn't go into effect until October 4th. So there are a lot of people still hurting out there. Well, the recession has one benefit. There is less garbage in Oregon. Apparently people are buying less junk food. Fewer consumer goods, too, probably. Mm. And probably eating more potatoes. The drop is the largest since the state began tracking the stats back in 1992. Total garbage generation fell 8% in 2008 to 5.2 million tons. On a person-to-person basis, that garbage generation dropped from 3,045 pounds to 2,761 pounds. That's 3,000 pounds less per year per resident. Can
3: I just say something great about garbage, by the way? Yes. So, work, work back into this. I had a great experience, uh, only quasi related to garbage, at the Verizon store the other day. I stopped by because the um, I, I I kicked my uh, BlackBerry cord out of the wall by mistake. I tripped on it and it, it I'd shorted it out. So the the charging cable for my BlackBerry didn't work anymore because I you know, again I'd sort of broken the wire or whatever. So I stopped by and I said, "Hey, I need the wall cable for my BlackBerry, please." And the guy pulls it out from behind the counter, and immediately you just get that sort of low grade irritation because it's in that insane like heat sealed plastic. I mean, the, I don't know what they call that. But you know a about. Shrink wrap. There kind of a shrink wrap. Well, it's shrink wrap, but it's, but it's not like... It's so you can't shoplift it. It's And it's not just like a shrink wrap, because that almost sounds like a saran wrap. It's that hard plastic that is molded, closed around it. Right. And then you find yourself later at home, and you're tearing big gashes in your hands. As you're trying to get it open. There's an instrument that opens that. It's the package shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I own two of those, actually. I bought two just in case one breaks. It's a package shark. Uh, that is, that's a great invention, by the way. The guys who make that package shark, those, those guys are probably making money by the fistful. But the guy at the Verizon store did the greatest thing. And he said, "Okay, one BlackBerry charging cable for the wall." And he said, "Would you like me to open that here, sir?" And I said, "Would you ever?" And he went, "Absolutely." And they took out like a package shark kind of a thing and opened it for me, stuck it right in the bag. And it was a really—it was you know—it's a little tiny service, but that was something that I appreciated a lot because it was the, the, the because I would have had to open it basically before I got home anyway because I was coming here and I needed to charge it here and I would have come in my hands would have been all uh, all askew. So, thanks to those guys for doing that.
4: I thought of a great commercial for that. Somebody should put them in the water at the beach and have people r- running up the beach yelling package shark. <laughs> Bad idea.
3: And a I love Tim. <laughs> you can jump to. Uh, I do I do like where you're coming from. I, I think maybe it needs some refining, but there's there's a gem there. It just needs to be
4: polished. A man has been arrested for throwing jellyfish at teenagers. Uh. And not package sharks. This happened there Dara Beach, Florida. A man is under arrest after he began attacking the kids with jellyfish. Keith Marriott uh, was booked into the county jail on disorderly intoxication charges. First, a witness who says he was lying face down in the water, so people thought he was drowning, so they went to rescue him. Well, all these people jumped in trying to help him. They thought he was wasted. It's unclear whether he was unconscious or faking his drowning, but minutes later, witnesses report he was back, this time flinging jellyfish at teenagers on the beach. Six of these kids report painful stings, including his own girlfriend. Wait uh, kids? Girlfriend? Yes.
3: Flinging of jellyfish? Yes.
5: Is his girlfriend a kid?
3: Is his girlfriend Okay, that's a fair question right there. We should that's job one really. We should establish that. Mm-hmm. And then where would you even get a sufficient number of jellyfish for said flinging? This would is he be, like
4: scooping them? This would be in Madeira Beach, Florida. But I mean, are they apparently just... jellyfish are plentiful.
3: Thank you. I, I'm not even in it. I don't even know where my Florida button is right now. It's just gone. But was he stockpiling them, do you suppose? Like, did he have them, he have w- them in a bucket? In a like...
4: cooler? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it, maybe he's one of those people that jellyfish flock to for some reason. Okay. And then, and then he decided to fling. I wouldn't think you could fling a jellyfish
3: all that far. He be managed like, to succeed. It seems like a thing that would would probably, there's a
4: negligible distance that you could throw that because there's not much mass to them. So after all this jellyfish violence, his Hmm. bail is only $250. He'll throw jellyfish again.
3: (laughs) I'll live to fling another day, you bastards. Here's uh, Tim Riley.
4: Uh, President Obama says no more games, please. This after his uh, speech last night to both sides of the House and the Senate. Here we go.
0: I believe it makes more sense to build on what works and fix what doesn't rather than try to build an entirely new system from scratch, The time for bickering is over. Uh, the time for games has passed. Just getting used to it. Now is the season for action. Now is when we must bring the best ideas of both parties together and show the American people that we can still do what we were sent here to do. Now is the time to deliver on health care.
4: What's all that rain in the background?
0: Now is the time to deliver
3: on health care. Now here's an interesting question, though: Is do you suppose anybody watched that? Me? I mean, well, of course you watched it, Tim. But I mean, uh, you are not cut from the same cloth as the average American. Uh,
4: you know, yeah. it, it was actually on prime time back east.
3: The average American is uh, the average American is the uh, is in the parking lot of a discount uh, the retailer with a goat on the roof of their car, <laughs> wearing a Nazi sweatshirt,
4: <laughs> or ladies wearing smiley face underwear. Or huge women wearing shirts
3: that say "I like it from behind." I oh, saw that one too. Good lord,
4: that one was bad. Uh,
3: um. Anyway, just. But you know, it's like with Kennedy when Kennedy did the thing of like, uh, I say by the end of the decade we send a man to the moon and he comes back to Earth. It had a big impact because it's a huge goal, but also because that's the sort of thing that everybody was watching. Well, the president's on TV. Life must stop. Let's gather around. The, you know the uh, you know the RCA and mm-hmm. watch him. But with Barack Obama, you got to wonder if. Uh, you know, there's so many options on television that if, if, if that was a thing that people even... If they even made it a point to watch that, if they even viewed it. But if he went to one of those survivor islands and stood there... He really that, they ought to have something like that. I mean, he there ought to be some sort of a, uh, you know, like like sort of a picture in picture option where you could watch American Idol on part of the screen and then Barack Obama on the other half. I mean, that's how he could get massive penetration into the American uh, demographic. Let's do uh, a massive
5: penetration.
3: Get massive penetration into that uh, target that's demographic. That's
5: a t-shirt
4: from Walmart. So you know that what dirty, I mean?
5: That dirty slutty American public.
4: So the top English language blunders by politicians have been named, and former President Bush is number one. No, our enemies
3: are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. Oh, I miss that guy. Wow, I really yeah. do. Number two is Arnold.
1: I think that gay marriage is something that should be between a man and a woman.
4: Wait, that what?
5: Gay marriage is something that should be between a man and a woman.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It's yeah. hard to understand. Well, well, but he's number two.
1: I think that. Gay Marriage is something that should be between a man and a woman.
3: Well, okay. Guess, guess. That's I, his opinion. Guess <laughs> I better get to better get to rewiring right now. All right. It's five zero three two two eight. 4101 503 228 4101 On the other side of this, we have Mr. Skin from Mr. MrSkin.com uh, and Kelly Clark coming up at uh, 7 o'clock. And food porn at 7.20. Don't forget, sometime between now and 9 a.m., we have the Beatles rock band game are going to be given away. So you'll be listening for that sometime between now and 9 a.m. Beatles rock band game. We've also got a pair of tickets for you to see uh, Deftones and Slipknot. Be listening for Tim Riley to recite Deftone lyrics. Won't you please? Mr. Skin straight ahead. This is the the Rick Emerson Show
6: on Rock 101 KUFO.
0: The Rick
3: Emerson Show returns. Well, it must be time for my nitroglycerin. My bunions sir. This is Rock 101 KUFO. Welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from the online celebrity nudity database known as MrSkin.com. The one and only MrSkin. Good morning, sir. How are you on this fine Thursday?
1: Doing great, Rick. Uh, there's a movie that opens in theaters tomorrow called Sorority Row. It's an R-rated slasher flick. And what would a horror movie called Sorority Row be without Sorority Chicks in the Shower Topless? And uh, Deja <laughs> Krutzberg and Nicole Moore both uh, bare breasts in this uh, movie. Like I said, that will be in theaters on Friday and... Uh, Rumor Willis is in that movie. She is not naked, Bruce and Demi Moore's daughter, but uh, um, it's just interesting that their daughter's old enough now to be in an R-rated movie with nudity. So, uh, Swearty Row opens in theaters tomorrow. On DVD is a movie called Crank 2 High Voltage, and uh, Jason Statham is uh, the star, of course, but uh, there's uh, some really nice nudity by Ling and Jenna Hayes, both bare boobs, and uh, Amy Smart has a scene where she has the electrical tape execution. Across her uh, uh, breast. So, plenty of nudity in Crank 2 High Voltage, which is a new release DVD this week. And uh, I also wanted to mention you know, this uh, Ellen DeGeneres now is the American Idol judge, is big news over the last 24 hours. And I was thinking to myself, how many guys know that Ellen DeGeneres did a nude scene in a movie, and I think it's a pretty low number of guys, but uh, uh, believe it or not, uh, in the movie, if these walls could talk, two from the year 2000, at the hour and 19-minute mark, you can see Ellen DeGeneres topless in a scene with Sharon Stone, and I would put this in my top uh, three of uh, actresses that are you know, guys most surprised did a nude scene, along with Molly Ringwald, who was in all those. John Hughes movies, she was naked and malicious uh, after those uh, films were over. And finally, uh, the most surprising of all is probably Marsha from the Brady Bunch, Maureen McCormick naked in Texas Lightning from 1980. Uh, Those three actresses, Marsha, Molly Ringwald, and Ellen DeGeneres are the ones I get the most, you're kidding, they were naked in a movie? So uh, anyway, in in, in honor of her new appearance on American Idol or her new role on American Idol, uh, Ellen DeGeneres has been naked in If These Walls Could Talk. Uh,
3: I should say that the thing about Thursdays for me is that I never have to wonder what I'm going to do when I get home. <laughs> you know, I've always got the first ten or twelve minutes of my uh, the rest of my days yeah, time. I don't
1: give you I don't give you hours of entertainment. I give you minutes of entertainment, <laughs> but it's good entertainment. Oh, you've been talking to my
3: wife again, haven't you? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> zing! All right, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com, as always, doing the Lord's work. Thank you so much, my friend. Talk soon, Rick. Bye. Bye. And, and let's let's also not uh, gloss over this. I wasn't ignoring the fact that when he was talking about Crank Two, he used the words Jenna and Hayes uh, back to back. I just didn't really have a chance to uh, to follow up on that. Sure. Not that I know who Jenna Hayes is, in any way. Also, uh, I didn't get a chance to ask about it because he was talking about the shower scene. I didn't get a chance to ask about that Cruel Intentions Two uh, movie where it looks very much like there's hot twin sisters making out in the shower. But I, it's it sort of you'd have to watch it five or six hundred times to really. There's be...
5: something broken in people if they can make out what they're like you know, someone of their own blood. I'm
3: not saying that I did it. Uh, I'm just saying it, uh, it You're appears... You that you
5: enjoyed it, though. That's almost just as
3: bad. I, look, I am a chronicler of the culture, Sarah. Greg uh,
5: Nibbler's uh, nodding and smiling. Uh, he agrees, too.
3: I think Tim would agree that reporters can't choose the stories they cover sometimes. The story just presents itself. No, Isn't No, right to... It's all
5: class. He would not want to watch twins making No, 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 no,
3: but I'm saying Tim... But if it was news, though, Tim has to cover things
4: dispassionately. Isn't that right, Tim? I, I suppose that, that might be something. So yeah. this is sort of news in, 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 a, in a way... But you're really not the newsman.
5: <laughs> no. You're really
6: wrong. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Greg, were you nodding at uh, at something over there? Is Greg coming to my defense? Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, from a journalistic standpoint, I mean, you can't discriminate against
3: something. And just because they're twins and hot and uh, making out in the shower, What's do they not deserve now coverage?
5: I'm picturing you guys watching it together.
3: In the shower? <laughs> All right. Anywho, Tim That's Riley, who is the newsman, is working on the following stories uh, on your Thursday morning.
4: Well, speaking of twins, Mary Kate Olsen is seen chain smoking and throwing back shots in a New York City bar. No. Also, she's bloating up like crazy.
3: That's a relative statement, I would think.
4: hmm. Tall people earn more and are happier than short people. And the vicious. Tongue-eating parasite is is discovered in the ocean.
3: Uh, you know somebody sent me a uh, a link a to that yesterday. A tongue-eating parasite? That's correct. Yes. Here's, Here's the thing th- th- about th- your tongue. Here's the thing about the tongue-eating parasite, is that it was sent to me yesterday, and the guy said, "Hey, Rick, I bet you thought those lamprey eel fingers were bad." Sarah, you remember the lamprey eel fingers, don't you? I didn't think about them. This is a terrible, awful photo. It turns out it was Photoshopped, but it's like that didn't help. It doesn't
5: matter. It It doesn't matter. It doesn't erase the image. That's right. I mean, that's the. No, I still think about that. Sometimes I look at my fingertips and think about it. Yeah. You know I'm going to have to link to it now for the website. Well, you have to because. Oh, God, I can't look at it again. It's been over a year and I still can't think about it.
3: (laughs) It's this horrific photo that somebody sent us that Sarah and I. It's one of those things that you cannot unsee, a thing you can never scrub out of your brain. And so this guy sent me the link to this uh, tongue parasite thing yesterday. And the subject, this is why I've never seen what it looks like or what it does, because the email was headlined. There's this one guy, actually, that sends me every email for years. They all just say, nude Britney photos. That's the subject line to every email he sends me, no matter what's in it. This guy, the subject line actually said, worse than the lamprey eel fingers. Uh, And so at that point, I made the decision really easy. I emailed back, dear guy, I'm never going to look at this. Thanks for listening. anyway. Bye. So I uh, I have no idea what that is, but... See, but now it's like the peanut butter banana sandwich. I'm going to have to look. I'm not, uh, I'm going to have, I'm going to have no choice of the matter. So, all right. Coming up at the uh, top of the hour, Kelly Clark will join us and at 7.20 we'll have uh, food porn. And then when is the actual, have we decided when the actual eating, uh, how long can I put this off? Can I do it at like?
5: It'll probably be like around 7.20. Because you got to. Because we'll have Kelly in and we'll, we'll discuss it a little bit. Then we can put them together you know, during the break, and then have you eat it uh, at 7.
4: But by the the way, the uh, mayo may be a little bit warmer than expected. I just walked down the hallway a few minutes ago, and somehow the refrigerator door had been open. Oh, that's great. Has it gotten oh. to the clear stage yet? That's awesome. <laughs> that's, that's, that's
5: right. I'll be, make sure to mix it all together. Really well. uh-huh. right. you, and, you and Greg can watch twin porn together and <laughs> eat your sandwiches simultaneously.
4: <laughs> it's mayonnaise goulash. <laughs>
3: it's, it's, it's what we do. Oh, good God almighty. All right. In, uh, just a moment, we'll get underway with everything. We've also got, to copy the the Beatles rock band game sometime, uh, before the end of the show. We do want to take a moment, uh, to say this about, um, about somebody that, uh, that you know, even if you don't know, you know him. You may not know the name, uh, Scott Moritz, but if you, uh, appreciate good food or good music or, uh, if you enjoy, just the the act of the grabbing each day with with both arms and kind of holding on tight. Then whether you knew it or not, you had a kindred spirit uh in this guy. If you ever enjoyed a meal at Salvador Molly's or uh, the atmosphere, or if you ever enjoyed the service of of the staff there, who you could always tell they really, uh, you know, they enjoy what they're doing. Or if you always uh, enjoyed the surfing videos that were playing constantly on that television in the corner, even in the darkest days of winter. Uh, then you knew Scott uh, Moritz. And if you enjoyed uh, the the, uh, the sound of Americana created by Scotland Bar and the Slow Drags, which was his band, uh, which is just uh, guitars and percussion and the human voice kind of transporting you to a different, usually better place, then you knew Scott Moritz. And if you ever sat down to a meal and said to yourself, by God, this could really use some secret aardvark, uh, then you knew Scott Moritz. And we knew Scott through all of these things uh, and is someone who loved our show and believed in our show and uh, somebody who never stopped finding ways to spread the word uh, about what we do. And to all of us, as to everybody in Portland, he was more than a musician or a cook or a client. He was part of what gave the city its undeniable flavor in every sense of the word. And they gave him six months to live about two years ago, and he left us a few days back. So now we say uh, goodbye and thank you. And here's to life. show on Rock 101 and KUFO. Thank you for uh, joining us on this fine Thursday morning. Sarah, can you sweep my microphone ever so slightly? Thank you so much. You're
5: just not loud enough.
3: Rick Emerson appreciates that. Jim you ever just... Well, not you, obviously, because everyone else in this room is perfect. But uh, maybe some of the less fortunate people uh, in the house know what I'm talking about. Do you ever just glance at yourself in a mirror, like on the wrong day, and you just go, My God, I'm hideous.
5: Well, especially in these bathrooms here.
3: Well, the, the fluorescent light, which is just sort of... Like you feel like that guy from Poltergeist, where your face is just sort of falling into the sink. Ew. It, it, it just—it's the wrong day, the wrong moment, the wrong way you slept on your hair or whatever. Which means you, it's
5: the greatest day to be on well, camera. I can't. Everybody
3: wait. looks like Mitchell Bickford in there. <laughs> exactly, Everybody—we all look like the guy from Florida, minus the ascot. Uh, you should go to RickEmerson.com at your first convenience, ladies and gentlefolk. And the picture of da- Dale Allen Dale Allen Lee from Florida. Just with the greatest mugshot. I mean, just unbelievable amounts of of, of of just hideous, off-putting greatness to his face. And somebody took the mugshot from yesterday, which we had at RickEmerson.com, and they have uh, Photoshopped it. In the most glorious fashion. I'll, I'll just give it away because even giving it away, does not it doesn't run how great it is. You go there and you take uh, the uh, picture of Dale and Lee. You add one silk ascot and you've got something that's quite special. It's an ascot in a smoking jacket. So it's this thing that is, uh, I'll, I'll show it to uh, Kelly Clark who's uh, in the studio and is going to step onto the mic in just one second. But it it really is greatness uh, just embodied. So we'll do that in uh, just one second. You go to rickemerson.com and check that out. Tim Riley's tracking the following stories for you on this Thursday morning.
4: So Representative Joe Wilson of South Carolina yells a liar during Obama's speech. As it turned out, it wasn't. And now, if you go to Joe Wilson's website, and I just did, it says here, due to exceptionally high traffic, the site is temporarily unavailable. Please check back later. Awesome. Under construction. Check back soon. Under construction. Uh, Steve Jobs is going to talk about his brand new liver. And uh, Hugh Hefner files for divorce. Really? Yeah. Wait a minute. From whom?
5: Who's he married to? He's not
3: still married to what's her name from like 20 years ago. I he? just read the stories. All right. Oh, incidentally, I've got a clarification on the cruel intentions to uh twin sister kissing shower scene. Just I, because one has to give the people what they want, Sarah.
5: What, how can you possibly, what you talking about, it gives the people what they want?
3: Well, I mean, many of them are in cars or heading to work right now, so it's the best they can. It's the closest they can get. I mean, if you're fun employed, perhaps you're already on the Internet and taking care of that yourself. I'm just saying, if not, uh, Rick Emerson is here to get you, you know, an approximation of that scene. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, Kelly Clark from the uh, Willamette Week. Hello, Kelly Clark.
2: Hello. Nice
5: to be back.
3: Uh, before we talk about uh, what's on the issue and the front cover, by the way, the front the cover story in the Willamette with this week is awesome.
5: It's genius. I it's read it. Pretty funny.
3: We'll talk about that in a second, and we'll <laughs> talk about this peanut butter mayonnaise sandwich business. And the only thing that makes me feel good about eating this is that apparently Greg Nibbler has been the th- th- horn swoggled into doing this he somehow. He sure he's been Shanghaied and I was going to be nice to him too, look. but once
5: he tried to call me a liar and say that he didn't know that it was going to happen, now he's getting the same amount that you are.
3: right, <laughs> we're going to
5: give him a little less mayonnaise, but no, no,
3: no. Speaking of amounts, we're going to talk. About about that in a second, but uh Kelly, before we discuss the Willamette, I want to show you this mugshot. Everybody, oh, play along, please. Now to go to RickEmerson uh, dot com, and you can see the world's greatest mugshot from yesterday. Oh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the original mugshot first. Ah! That's what I'm saying right there.
5: Isn't the Ascot genius?
3: So there's Dale Allen Lee right there. <laughs> you gotta be
5: fake. Those teeth? No,
2: no, 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 teeth. they're real. Those teeth, teeth do not occur in nature. He was
3: busted for battery in Pasco County, Florida. You can go to. Did uh, he batter
2: them with his teeth? <laughs>
3: I don't I don't really know. I'm thinking he may have been on the receiving Edison battery at some point. Okay, um, wait, like maybe the, the tooth fairy came yeah. and mugged him.
4: It's like that's where he stores the cigarettes instead of in the back of his ears. <laughs> so this is the original mugshot right they here. Like,
5: Press-on nails like stuck to his, he, his lips or something. <laughs> or chiclets. <right>? And you, <laughs>
3: you go to the website, wow. you can see this. And then right above that, we had a listener uh, whose name I think is uh, EJ or Eric or E or something. He photoshopped this to look like right there. And it's the same guy, smoking jacket, ascot, and I'm doing a visual thing here on the radio, but I'm only doing that, I'm doing that in a callous and uh, manipulative attempt to increase web traffic. So go there to RickEmerson.com, check it out, and uh, you'll he see has the greatness such of
2: gravitas it. with the. Uh, you know what I mean? That's right. It's right. It's like you know what? There's a there's a subtle dignity to him. He's gone through things in his life, <laughs> like inbreeding, and
3: uh, anywho,
2: he gives a lot of money to charity.
3: Yes, he does. He uh, he likes to give back to a world that has treated him so kindly. It's He'll be started. hosting a telethon. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's discuss uh, the cover of this week's Willamette before we talk about <clears throat> the peanut butter, uh, the mayonnaise sandwich eating. Oh, boy. The front cover of the Willamette uh, this week is all about not just uh, sort of meter maids and parking tickets as such, but it's all uh, the kind of uh, machinations and mechanisms that people will go through to try to get out of paying a parking ticket.
2: This is wonderful. One of our uh, writers actually went through six hundred pleas written to Multnomah County judges earlier this spring to try to get out of tickets. And I'm I'm going to read off some of the things that they wrote. They wrote letters. Some of their pleas for mercy involve letters about dogs, diarrhea, dyslexia, autistic children, and encounters with Senator Ron Wyden. Really. Yeah, these are all excuses for why they couldn't pay... The, why they Like,
3: I was trying to make it back to the meter, but then Ron Wyden attacked me. Uh, uh, which
2: I originally wish this was. It was that Ron Wyden was talking to him at an event, and he couldn't get out of it, because when, when Ron Wyden says, stay, you do not leave, and so he couldn't, you know, feed the meter. Uh, there's a man who claimed that scary homeless men, and I'm putting these in quotes and air quotes so that you can't see, of course, uh, scary homeless men frightened him away <laughs> from the meter. Uh, there was an unfortunate person who had an irritable bowel syndrome uh,
3: attack. Some and, sort of an explosive incident that they uh, had. To
2: that, yeah, they actually got their fine reduced. And the weird thing about this is that, you know, the judges basically, they read the letters and they figure out whether they want to take mercy on you and either waive your fine entirely or if they want to drop your fine down or if they're just like, nah, you, you don't see, get it. I didn't and think, there's no rhyme or reason to any of it.
3: I didn't think you could contest a parking ticket. Oh, absolutely. A moving absolutely. violation, oh, yeah, yes. Did. Yeah. I've seen my whole life, I've just paid those because I thought that unlike a speeding ticket, you were just stuck with it because, like, Because a speeding ticket, at least you can say... Uh, well, it was, uh, you know, I was trying to get through this red light, or I was, uh, I mean, I guess it's the same thing here. But I guess I thought a speed, a parking ticket was so much more cut and dried that you just had to suck it up.
2: No, no. And, you know, the first one here is the is the most, this one makes sense, and you'll be happy to know this one. This woman paid those awful, awful smart meters. She tried to pay twice. It wouldn't give her a receipt either time, so she just left. And she was like, I think paying twice is quite enough. Right. She got her fine reduced from $24 to 6 So if it happens to you... Write them. It may not get taken care of for six months, but you might get something back. On the other hand, one guy just wrote and was like, thank you for taking money out of my pocket and was kind of a jerk about it. And he got his fine reduced. But another lady wrote, I'm really sorry. Usually I follow the rules. I just messed up. My brain wasn't there. And she had to pay the whole fine.
3: See, Mm. it does. That's the thing that infuriates me about it. I I am almost of the opinion that they shouldn't be allowed to lessen anybody's fine. Just So there's some sort of equality. In other words, I would almost rather pay the full fine and have everybody do that as opposed to that where it just pisses you off because somebody else got got the fine cut in half because the judge woke up happy that day.
2: Actually, this is great. I mean, some of them make sense. Like uh, one was a woman that she didn't have her uh, handicap parking permit up and her excuse was she was taking her autistic child to a concert at the zoo and either the kid knocked it off and didn't see it or she was so stressed out trying to get the kid out of the car. She forgot to put it on that got waived. another one uh a pair of people were dinged for after hours parking, and it was a seventy dollar ticket and their excuse was we were in love." Oh, uh, it was a beautiful evening. Oh, we was... were taking a walk in the in the Rose Garden, <sighs> and we were just... Love just totally made us lose track of time, and they got it reduced from 70 Humping to 35. Humping it out in the elevator yeah.
3: somewhere. From 70 <laughs> to 35 bucks. Before so we break be in here, love
2: or have an autistic child.
3: The one thing I want to say is that I don't think the average person would know this. Uh, Tim, have you read this article, this Willamette piece? I have not, done. I uh, have not. What do you suppose the starting wages for the average meter maid, or whatever we're supposed to call them, in Portland? What do you suppose the average yearly salary is? for a parking uh, whatever enforcement person.
4: 25,000. Guess again. 30,000. Keep going. 35? Kelly Clark, the answer is?
2: Ding ding ding. $47,464 a year. That
3: is the starting salary. Darn. Well, I quit. I'm
2: going
4: <laughs> to go be underpaid. I
3: mean, that's it.
4: So, uh, yeah, clearly at the end of this program, we're all going to be... How do they determine what that job is worth?
3: I think the same way they determine who pays tickets and who doesn't. They just, uh, you know, pulls the figure out of his orifice. So
2: right now on our our site, that is the thing that's getting the most comments. People are furious over this, and as rightly they should be. I wish the meter maids would just, you know, kind of come back and explain to us what they deserve
5: this
3: for. (sighs) Straight ahead, we'll talk... Uh, Is that Skippy over there? Is that Skippy peanut butter? It's
5: Skippy peanut butter and... Trader Joe's Real Mayonnaise. Which has been sitting underneath a hot lights in the studio. Food. <laughs> That's
4: great. Awesome. Preservative-free and unsweetened. It does admit it is not a low-calorie food. <sighs> has
5: 64 servings per container. 64 <laughs> That's servings. a lot of Each eggs. serving is 110 calories. And what kind of bread am
3: I going to be eating this on?
5: Uh, you're eating it on, actually. I spoiled you with the bread.
3: All right, I have it's organic
5: sunflower bread. It's uh, vegan and it's moist and delicious. I have some. Well, that's the only good
4: part about oh, that. Oh, nature it? bake. It's I, why, local.
3: Look at the point that you're making. The the bread vegan. It's, it's Skippy peanut butter and it's a big jar of fat that you're spreading on top of it. But the bread is vegan, so therefore it's there going to be making it a diet coke it's to go with that. All
5: about balance. Fifth Everything and, and sixth meal. Nature bake. It's
3: good. I've got uh, stipulations by the way about the sandwich oh, before I agree to eat anything. That's too bad. All right,
5: well then tell them really that's quick because we're making them during the break. Well, let's do this.
3: Let's tell this. We'll take a break here. We'll come back on the other side, and I got the I got about this. I have. I have some parameters. So funny
5: that you think that you can. Set that them.
3: I want to lay. Down. I'm just saying. I think it's reasonable that I be allowed to set my own boundaries. Just eat it. And a safe word.
5: You're such a pansy. He wants a Hershey bar
3: in the middle. That's <laughs> yes, right. Seriously. And a hug. It's Not no. the hug ever. <laughs> <laughs> Straight ahead. Continue. Don't go anywhere. The
6: Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO.
0: The Rick Emerson Show returns. I can
7: take or leave him. It's okay.
0: This is Rock 101 KUFO. <laughs>
3: It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 and KUFO. Thank you for joining us. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Ball Talk with Greg Nibbler. More news from Tim Riley on the way as well. Tim Riley is tracking the following stories uh, on your Thursday morning.
4: A woman fondled by a Portland paramedic has been awarded money for her shame. The publisher of the Oregonian retires at 87 because he's too old. And Portland city fathers and mothers are handing out... Things at City Hall for the bird flu.
3: Oh, by the way, speaking of fondlers, I got the creepiest email. I'll uh, I'll try to get to this uh, maybe next hour. It just says the subject line of this just says "foot fornication update." Ew! I, but it's uh, here. The, the the story, the email is creepy. The guy who sent this is not creepy. Uh, it is a thing he's sending us. It's a war. It's a cautionary tale. Uh, one might say. All right, we're here with uh, Kelly Clark from uh, Willamette Week.
5: And I'm impressed that you were able to delay this yet another break. It's what I do.
3: Yeah. I No, 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 we I'm don't
5: need to do it during this break. Let's, putting this off let's as long as it. I possibly can. We have other can. things to talk
2: about before the peanut mayo. It was one
3: vocal. week ago today that your food porn segment was about... <laughs> Mayonnaise, mayonnaise, which I now oh. just regret with just the deepest, I mean, I, I, I look at the things I would do differently. You know, like at the end of the I movie... I look at Kelly with regret. The guy says, I regret nothing. Yeah. I regret so much. <laughs> you were rhapsodizing about mayonnaise and Sarah somehow busted out with the, I love mayonnaise and peanut butter. And I made the mistake of showing the delicate <laughs> underbelly. Like,
5: I love mayonnaise and peanut butter. It doesn't seem...
2: You were arrested in Florida last week.
3: It doesn't seem like a very uh... It doesn't seem like a dish for the refined palate. Let's put it that way. Uh, But, of course, by showing my weakness, I now must embody the thing that I despise. So I'm going to have to do it. Here's the thing. A, sometime between last week and this week, Nibbler got sucked into it, too, because now he's going to have to eat one, which I'm assuming is just like Sarah. (laughs) Did
5: Well, I didn't really remember that he was going to either. And then we were outside uh, chatting this morning and he's just like, oh, I can't believe I have to eat that today.
6: I don't. I don't even remember saying that. I think you it was did. more like you were. Oh man, I can't wait to watch you eat that today. I think that's <laughs> well, how it did. But
5: then the conversation continued, and you're like, "Yeah, I can't believe I have to eat that," which means you therefore agreed that you like said that you would Jedi eat it. Jedi that trick. doesn't
6: count when it's four thirty in the morning and I'm hardly awake.
5: <laughs> oh, Yes, it does. <laughs> Like, come on we're all I think people. he just he really he wants it
6: and by uh, the way, I it's, think he
5: wants it but he doesn't. it 's like the worst exactly. kind of punishment
6: I can possibly think of because I love peanut butter, but i i revi- man it just reviles me i can 't even hardly speak about it' it's so disgusting and so
3: this leads lame.
6: me to, to point number one i
3: got I got two stipulations for my sandwich uh-huh.
5: all right, bring it on
3: first of all, do I have to eat the whole thing yes. <sighs> you so much just with the white hot fury of a thousand suns <laughs> but
5: it's small bread it's small healthy it's small bread, bread. bread. it's <laughs>
3: nigel tufnel bread
5: <laughs> it's baby That's
3: bread. it's not small bread those are reg- <laughs> those are legal sized slices no, of bread they're pretty wee. Those are the, the... No, look at
5: that. Look at
3: that. Well, okay, it's That's not a like... It's bread. made of sunshine and it's rainbows. It's little lady bread. <laughs> it's, okay, it's, okay uh, you know what it is? That's a standard wonder-sized slice. Yes. But it's... Okay, so it's not like the, the it's Oregon 90-grain bread. Yes. Yeah, it's,
2: it's not a Dave's Killer bread. That
3: is regulation uh, bread regulation is what that size. is. So, okay, I have to eat the whole thing. Then... If it, oh, my stomach, just a little flap in it'll my be stomach.
5: Equal parts Such of P- peanut butter and mayonnaise. Okay, and but not that, too much that, of
3: either. That leads me to point two. I think I ought to be able to request a very small amount of mayonnaise because I don't hate mayonnaise. But I don't like a lot of condiments, period. I'm I think sorry. equal parts
5: because that's the sandwich. Well,
3: then add very peanut little butter. peanut butter.
5: That will. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm just going to Would you put ask a, a fancy
2: layer? chef to change the proportions of his dish? And I plus,
5: think like, not. Yeah, and you, that, if I just put a tiny little bit of mayonnaise, it would just be like you're eating a peanut butter sandwich. And what fun is that?
3: Oh. I'm just, I'm
2: Sarah just, has a method to her madness. Sarah has made this sandwich for years. You
3: need to respect her process. And I'm not process. making this to
5: punish you. I'm making this to open
3: and your yet, eyes. And yet, somehow, that seems to be the outcome. The, I mean, I can already just, I can see the end of the road here. So, if you, I'm just asking that there be equal portions of peanut butter and mayonnaise. And, and not too
5: much of each. And not can, too much of each. I respect I, that. I,
3: I just, as I always tell the guy at the sandwich place, I'm like, just enough, enough that I can taste it. enough to give it flavor. Enough, yeah, enough that my palate registers it. Yes, I mean, but uh, I'm going
5: to, like, fill in all the pores of the bread, so it's not going to be like, some... <laughs> oh,
3: Wow. This is like it just the the mortaring in the bricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, my final request here, and this is I am I am unbendable on this. This is uh, this is a really there's there's no this stipulation is as ironclad. I will not uh, flex on this point. The bread has to be toasted.
5: Oh, I was going to not that like
3: anyway. rock hard, but it's got to be toasted. No, it'll it's be gotta it'll be, be warmed. All right. Uh, well, no, no, no. I mean, but it can't. But in it's got to be toast. It can't yeah. be. Warm no, we have a bread. toaster. It must be toast.
4: Do you want me to go get the toaster?
3: Uh, we have a toaster Okay, the, the kitchen, my stipulation right?
5: is, yeah. uh, Princess, you have to toast it yourself.
6: Okay, that's fine. No, no, no. And I will toast it myself. I just, because that's another thing that I no, don't. do you
5: want yours toasted?
6: No, I don't want it because I think that's going to make the mayonnaise even warmer and right. more disgusting. Oh, nice was, Which way
5: do you eat it? Wh- toasted or untoasted? Either or. It's
6: going to be squishy okay.
5: if I want you don't mine. toast it, though. I'm having <sighs> a bite, right? Oh, no, you're having a full one. Oh, okay. I brought enough bread Ugh. for us all. Oh, Delicious. See, I,
2: I actually skipped breakfast so I could have this for well,
3: breakfast. Well, that's great. <laughs> so, I, because in my, just in my day-to-day life, I don't, uh, I have this whole thing where if I have a sandwich, it has to be toasted. I can't remember the last time I had a piece of non-toasted bread. I mean, it's been probably 15 years. That's just so, so difficult. I get all, right? I'm, no, I'm just saying that, it, that, it, that it's good to have standards. I think Tim would agree.
4: You haven't toasted bread. Have not had untoasted bread in fifteen years.
3: No, just regular bread, like right out of the loaf, is just. Uh, uh, it's, I don't just don't care for the soft, squishy texture of it. I, I really prefer my food to be crisp. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm a big fan. Well, you know, I've told that whole thing about if my uh, like if my wife or whoever, you know, my, like my mom, which I have this weekend, and my mom is. It's like you can't you can't put her in a kitchen for more than five minutes. And you come back and she's baking things. It's just like her. It's like it. It is her manifest destiny. So Laura and I went to the store, we came back, and what are you doing, Mom? I'm making three dozen cinnamon rolls. I got bored, and I'm like, all right. But she makes them, and then I have to let them sit out on on the counter uncovered uh, for at least a day because I like them to be a little bit stale. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's how I prefer my baked goods. Jesus, God Almighty. All right. uh, Well, let's do one phone call here, and then uh, we come back. So you all are going to prepare this during the break? Okay, so we'll get this on film. We, we, you know, obviously, not going to be able to see it the, you know, like right now at this moment, but uh, we'll have this on film later. These guys actually creating the... And Greg's going to film it to make sure there's no uh, shenanigans going on. There's no funny business with the bread or anything. This uh, is coming up uh, just in just a moment, so you want to stay there. Plus, at 8 o'clock, ball talk with Greg Nibbler, and at some point before the end of the show, you're shot at winning rock band The Beatles, against my better judgment. Hi, uh, you're on The Rick Emerson Show. Uh, who is this?
1: Hi, this is David. Hi, David hi uh, I was just calling to say about uh, Sarah's aversion to uh, uh, tongue um, <laughs>
3: Sarah and, why do you have an aversion to tongue
1: uh, try more tongue eating tongue that is
3: yes what about it sir
1: um, it tastes just like steak like if someone put it a tongue in front of you, like a cow tongue, and didn't tell you it was that,
3: you'd think it was a steak. Yeah, I mean, I, my mom served it to me once, and I knew what it was, and then she served it to me again months later and didn't tell me what it was. And when I didn't know what it was, it just, you know, it just tasted like roast beef. I guess that's because that's what it is. Uh, the time that I found it really off-putting is the day that I came home and took the lid off the saucepan and saw a big cow tongue, like, <laughs> actually just simmering away in some water. That was a day that I opted to skip dinner. No, I, uh, my
5: mom sent it or gave it to me once, and I saw the taste buds, and that's when I just... Yeah, uh, I,
3: do it. I don't want anything that has buds on it of any kind. I I could do without that. But yeah. We, but then later when she served it to me under the cloak of, of sort of disguise, it was uh, it was fabulous. So all right. Yeah,
1: can, it's one of those things where ignorance is bliss with that food.
3: That's exactly what I'm saying. All right. Thank you, sir.
6: Uh, thank
1: you. The Rick Emerson Show continues next on Rock 101 KUFO.
6: The Rick Emerson Show returns. This
1: is Rock 101 KUFO.
3: Uh, all right.
5: Who's excited?
3: I'm actually getting chills. <laughs> I mean, like all the way down to my feet.
5: I don't think you should have heated it. Hot mayonnaise is not really a good idea. Hot, hot mayonnaise. Hot mayo.
3: <laughs> Why do you gotta say things uh, that you know are just gonna turn my stomach even further? Say
5: it again, Sarah. Mm,
3: Tell so me more good. about your hot mayonnaise. <laughs> it's so warm. <good>. Okay. <laughs> I just kept eating and eating. I can't stop
0: eating.
3: She's grabbing my person. <laughs> all right. Uh, and so forth. I do see
5: enthusiastic faces in here. <laughs> I swear for to Kelly. God. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, have, I have no standards. Oh, you
3: know, I, I'm just going to give you just such a savage beating later. Uh, it's the Rick Emerson <laughs> Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. 503-228-4101. Uh, you can also email me. Like, it's rick at rick dot com or you can text at 52051. In uh, mere moments, Greg and I will be consuming these accursed uh, and I'm sure tasty and delightful. Mm-hmm. The thing is, what if moments from now? I made
5: them with love.
3: What if I'm transformed? I what if I'm a changed man in just in just seconds?
5: I believe that you might be.
3: Uh, you know, and I, I think
5: you. I think you might be pleasantly surprised. And you I, I, haven't just built it up so much in your head. That that's the thing. Terrible. I wonder if I
3: can even get past it now. I wonder if I've just created a. I wonder if I've created a mountain that Muhammad cannot move uh, in my in my brain. Well, we'll find out. Look at that. Coming to the top of the hour, ball talk with uh, Greg Nibbler. Greg's going to be suffering right alongside me, by the way. So that's the only thing that makes us makes me feel better. It's sort of like in Midnight Express when they've got that guy strung up and they're beating uh, the soles of his feet with a strap. The only thing that makes him feel better is going to be showering later with Randy uh, Randy Quaid. That's not really, I guess, at all what I was trying to say. That has nothing to do with Greg standing there. Anyway, uh, so Greg will be up. uh, (laughs) I'm not sure how to take this. (laughs) Later with uh, ball talk. Which makes the previous statement even more awkward. Tim Riley (laughs) will have uh, news, and uh, at some point before the end of the uh, show today, you'll have a chance at winning Rock Band, the Beatles, and if you win that, you're uh, automatically going to be entered in the grand prize drawing for the Rock Band Special Value Pack, which includes the Rock Band instruments, mic, guitar, drums, and the game itself. So be listening. Before said eating begins, let's welcome back to the Rick Emerson Show, the person who started all of this, with this week's installment of food porn. It's Willamette Week's Kelly Clark.
2: Ah, yes, this week, I want to talk about something sticky, something creamy, something chunky and smooth. I want to talk about, yes, peanut butter. Peanut butter might be the only food that actually begs that you use your finger as a utensil. You have to just take your finger, shove it deep into the jar, and then just suck it off and enjoy it for, for for minutes at a time. Sometimes spoon, sometimes in a sandwich, sometimes in a curry. Peanut butter is good any way you want to eat it. And you know what's even better than peanut butter alone? Peanut butter with mayonnaise.
0: Right. That's great.
3: Is this the. Uh...
5: <laughs> I think that's your cue.
3: Everybody just started looking at us. I can't even look at this sandwich.
5: <laughs> Take it in. You okay. should give it a big smell before you do it.
3: The only thing that makes uh, that makes me feel better about this. It smells like bread. I remember listening uh, to the radio some years ago when uh, the guy that we uh, were big fans of, a guy named Don Geronimo, ate a bowl of cicadas. <laughs> Oh, at living cicadas, show. by the way, because it was like every seventeen years or something they came out. So he ate a bowl of cicadas. That was the only thing that. You want to
5: get a big bite? Though. You can wait in like the corner. Bite. Yeah, you have to do it in do the, the middle.
3: middle. No, no, no. I, I Look, I'm allowed to eat the goddamn sandwich the way I want to. You sons of bitches. <laughs> forgot,
5: he's OCD about his eating. Okay.
3: Seriously, okay, on the brother's not rating. allowed to eat a sandwich corner first. The mayonnaise is like permeated almost all the way through the bread already. I can <laughs> see it. Oh, okay. uh, I like a sandwich that has a good viscosity rating. All right, are we ready? Ready. All right, here we go.
5: Okay. Isn't that delicious?
3: Mm-hmm. I'm not down with this.
5: <laughs>
3: oh. Rick Emerson does not like this. Oh Jesus, God Almighty!
5: You need to have a, a juicier bite. I had too much corner in it.
3: Oh, seriously. <laughs> I think Greg might actually throw up. Uh, Greg's not alone there.
6: I think okay. I might actually be ill. I'm just going to try to swallow it without chewing, so if I choke, please. <laughs> oh. Remember. Oh, that is. Which is so vile. <laughs> this is seriously <laughs> disgusting. I could not. This, I, what is no, wrong that's with a you two? Necessary
5: tang. <laughs> the necessary tang.
6: <laughs> wow.
2: I don't think it's gonna, you know, displace jam or honey in my heart anytime soon. Yeah, I'm still a so big <sighs> peanut butter. I, I was, was actually
3: gonna ask a question. You guys haven't had these in a while. How does it hold up compared to the glorious oh. sandwich oh, of no. your memory? I've
2: never had one before. This is I'm a first timer. I'm a peanut mayo virgin.
3: Yeah, but you've eaten <laughs> a lot. Of, didn't you just go to Thailand and eat like a pig's head or something?
2: Actually, the pig shed was at home in my own kitchen. But, yeah, we, I ate a fried pigeon on a stick. I'm just having to swallow this no in
3: the with it. tiniest increments. All right, All
5: right. Let's see another I would bite. eat a
3: pigeon any day over this. <clears throat> I am with you I on that. I can make that
2: work. I can make that happen.
5: <laughs> so
3: also, Why are I continuing to eat this?
5: <laughs> you only have to eat half of it. But I... You know, I spent hard-earned money to buy the peanut butter and mayonnaise. Oh, my heart
3: bleeds for you. I'm just... I think Greg is actually going to be ill.
5: (laughs) And then I had to tote it like a nomad on my back. green this
3: morning. All right, we're we're, we're ending this now. It's a Rick Emerson show. Live from beautiful downtown Portland. (laughs) Bastards. Oh, I may never eat again. Where's my toothbrush? Back after this. Don't go anywhere. More of the Rick Emerson show in mere moments only on Rock 101 KUFO KUFO Portland Okay
5: How's everybody feeling?
3: I just brushed my teeth four times in a row.
6: <laughs> four times in
3: Frim a row? Really uh, that was really sick.
6: That was like eating like the runny leftovers of egg salad that's oh, been see, sitting out in the sun all day.
3: Why do you gotta go putting oh. the flavors back in my
6: I, mouth, even I, if it's just like in a psychosomatic sense? I want to make sure the listeners understand how horrible
3: it was. <laughs> uh, the video of that will be posted. Later on today. I will not be watching it, by the way, so I, however that gets edited or put together or, or whatever, uh, you know, if, if, if there's something sort of unclear, out of focus, don't, don't tell me about it. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to know, because I'm not going to watch that. I don't even want to see myself eating that thing.
5: I'm so glad that we had Kelly here, too. Oh,
3: and you know, you, I have to give it up. You guys actually, uh, you you walked the talk, as they say. You ate the sandwich. Oh. I am. A,
4: my cinematography was spectacular.
3: I am.
5: I saw. I know Tim was like working here, like getting up close and angles. And <laughs> Every
3: stuff. cringe on uh, Greg's face <laughs> and my face. Greg actually had a way worse reaction than I did. I mean, I did, it was it was vile. Greg, I thought was going to hurl. I thought you were going to lose it right here in the studio. I There's always was, one who does. I really was worried that that was going to happen. Uh, we should have planned for that. We should have had a trash can or something nearby. Uh, we've had people do that before. We've had at least one person vomit in the studio. Uh, it's. I mean, so we're probably due for another one. So we got to keep an eye out for that. Uh, in mere moments, we'll have ball talk with Greg uh, Nibbler. This is, I'm sorry, Tim riley though, is uh, tracking these stories on your Thursday
4: morning. Uh, Sylvia, the draft horse is okay after falling into a deep hole at Estacada. The publisher of the Oregonian is retiring because he's old. And uh, crazy ants are terrorizing Texas. Is that the Did actual explanation? That, yes. <laughs> Did he say that he was old? Tell us about your retirement. Well, uh, I'm your old. Guess? <laughs> it is my, well, he's 87. And he's not middle-aged. Did
3: you see the uh, the front page of the Oregonian, actually, the way that they sort of uh, describe him? You can tell he's the guy who runs the joint because of the sub-headline.
4: Oregonian publisher Fred Stickle will retire. Besides the paper, Stickle is committed to family, church, civic duty, and the Marines.
3: He's a swell guy and cures cancer just by looking at you. He may be. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's
6: time for Greg Nibbler's Ball Talk. <laughs> All right. I will uh, recover it to bring the ball talk news. So uh, we've got a couple different balls to talk about. We've got uh, Derek Jeter. Yes, the Yankees pretty boy has tied Lou Gehrig's 70-year-old hits record for the Yankees. So he's tied with that. He could break that on Friday night when Baltimore visits the Yankees. Uh, he's now ahead of uh, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Bernie Williams, Joe DiMaggio, everybody else. So he is. Uh, he actually is a legend there. Now, is this one of those records, though, that they
3: got to put an asterisk next to because the season is longer or it's... Or it's The the rankings are different
6: somehow? Well, no, I mean, I don't think they have to do it because of that. And he hasn't ever tested positive for steroids, or at least it hasn't come out publicly. So technically, he is clean, I guess. He's a jerk, but he's clean. Okay. So. I can tell. when you, <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah that, that was uncalled That's for. That's, this is ridiculous. It's out of control. your
4: time is your business? No, but my
6: my question was going to be that there's I
5: been way too many innuendos today.
6: <laughs> no, I did you, not need to be bleep.
3: The way that you described him as being <laughs> clean but a jerk, uh, but there I, are I can some tell you people don't want to think about really. I can tell you're disappointed though that like you think there's probably dirt there to be had. It just hadn't been found.
6: I I think there may be there, but uh, who knows? I mean, he's like the pretty boy of New York, so. It, it's he'll probably get off scot-free. All right. All right. So, uh, Alan Iverson of the NBA is uh, now going to be playing in Memphis. He has just signed a contract basically because no other team would take him, and he refused to come off the bench even though he's old and uh, not entirely useless, but pretty much. He tweeted, I keep screwing that up. No, please uh, tweet it. please, please say don't Twitter. say tweet. you <laughs> got <say, laughs> to say, say Twitter. Twitter. That's Twitter. That's okay, okay. Yeah. I would much prefer to say that. Uh, God shows Memphis as the place that I will continue my career, and God is smiling upon Allen Iverson for that one, I'm sure. Uh, and the NFL season. Is starting tonight. The Tennessee Titans are at the Pittsburgh Steelers. This kicks off the NFL season for 2009/2010, and so if you are in a fantasy football league, now is the time to fill out your brackets. If you haven't done it yet, you have to get that done before tonight, so you make sure you can can so uh, compete in that.
5: How many people do you play fantasy football with? I'm, do you have I'm a group of like dorky dudes that you guys all sit around the bar and like drink beer and pick your teams. No,
6: I don't do that. I don't. I don't go to the meeting. Actually, I mean it's the same group of people I've been playing with for like five years, but they. are are those guys, and I know they're listening right now, but they are. They are the geeky fantasy football dudes who get way too serious about it. They have a draft party where they all get together and have a big computer screen and everything like that. See, it,
5: that sounds like fun. That, that part sounds fun. Oh, like I like together. how when
3: those guys do it, it's fun, but when, you know, but it's it like yeah. my friends and I are getting <laughs> yeah. into shooting zombies, it's nerdy.
6: Yeah. <laughs> See, but this is manly. It's football. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, uh, you me. know, it's a role-playing game, right? <laughs> fantasy football is a role-playing game. <laughs> it is. Well, that's why
5: well, I like it, because D you Want to borrow my?
6: Well, this is why. I mean, I don't really care if I win or lose. I just care about talking enough trash to make the other person feel like an idiot, and that's that's my main goal in fantasy football because they take it so seriously. It's amazing if I can actually beat them, but as long as I can beat them down mentally beforehand, so they don't they don't care if they win or lose. They just feel bad about themselves. Then I feel I've
3: won. As long as you can fill them with self doubt and render them incapable of performing like men. Yes, that's all right.
6: that's, it. that's all I need for awesome. my championship. Excellent. And uh, I am going to go on record right now and make my prediction for the it. Super Bowl. I am I am going on record. I know this is highly anticipated. Uh, I am going to declare who is going to be the Super Bowl champion. Season hasn't even started yet. This is how confident I am. A lot of people would say the Steelers. A lot of people would say Patriots. But I am saying, even though their star receiver shot himself in the leg and he's out for the year, <laughs> I am saying the New York Giants are going to fight back and beat the Super Bowl champions. And you're making that prediction right now. I am making that prediction right now. You can go place bets on on it. You can. uh...
5: And what is this warranted?
6: My intuition—it's just the uh, <laughs> Did it
5: come to you in a dream?
6: <laughs> it did. A still it's small Mayonnaise voice inside. I spent many hours thinking this over. This is the team that that Plaxico idiot that shot
3: himself. You just know yeah. that, right? Yeah. And, and didn't he shoot himself? And then wasn't that a violation of his
6: uh, uh, pr- uh, probation or parole or something? Well, it was a violation of his NFL contract to be oh, carrying okay. a gun right. and, and wounding himself. Um, but then also highly <laughs> illegal, so he's going to go to jail. And, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so that is my prediction: the New York Excellent. Giants. So we've got a lot more tomorrow. We're going to have some more NFL coverage. We're to talk about which college football fans are going to be crying this weekend. It's my favorite part of the week to discuss you, that.
3: You seem to have a disproportionate interest in people crying. One I, I really do. almost call it a prurient interest. Alright, it's 503-228-4101. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. Speaking of games, at this moment, ladies and gentlemen, if you can be caller number 10 and identify this Beatles song... You're going to win yourself a copy of Rock Band The Beatles and you will be put into the drawing For the uh, grand prize which is the entire pack It's the game and it's every single instrument It's the the drums, my guitars, all that Uh, That is if you can identify that Beatles song right now As caller 10 at 503-228-4101 Rick Emerson Show continues Next with news from Tim Riley We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon It's Thursday morning
7: This is the Rick Emerson Show On Rock 101 KUFO
3: All right, then. It's uh, Rick Emerson, and when you have to wash the taste of something... Kind of brackish Uh, out of your mouth. Look no further than Viso. Wait, hold on, let me just. uh, Right there. Made right here in Portland. Viso is an all natural drink, has uh, everything you need for the day. And if you tried Viso, you already know what I'm talking about. If you haven't tried Viso in a while, you gotta go do it right now. And if you've never tried Viso, my God, man, how do you face yourself in the mirror every morning? You gotta go pick it up. You can get it at Plaid Pantry, most 7 Elevens. You get it at Zupans, Whole Foods, Flying Elephant Delicatessen. You can get it at the cold section of all Fred Meyer's. Although I have to tell you, the last time I went to Fred Meyer, this is just the one by my house. Uh, I mean, the Visa section it is sold out except for one. There's One can left. That's it. Everything else is sold out because people try it. And as Sarah can tell you, uh, I don't know what's in it. I just can't quit drinking it. No, you're horribly addicted.
5: It's kind of sad.
3: It, I, it's not a horrible addiction. It's, uh, it's a glorious addiction, Sarah.
5: <laughs> I love it. So it's much. an addiction
3: that leaves a smile and good taste. Can I tell you this? I, uh, honestly,
5: I'm thankful for Viso because I wouldn't want to see you without it in the morning.
3: I have. The, if you go to my home office, you go to my house, and there's uh, the office where I do, you know, most of my work. And Lara came into, uh, came into the the office and she asked me something. And I have this big sort of easy chair that I work in, because I have the laptop and whatever. And then to the left of the easy chair is. A big office, you know, sort of wastebasket for the paper, and it's just nothing but Viso cans. And she didn't say anything uh, for the longest time. She just looked at it, and she sort of arched an eyebrow, and then she looked at me, and she said, "Someone has a problem." And then that's all she said. She's turned to left. So um, it's a it's a fantastic problem to have. Viso is all natural. It's now got even more fruit juice in it, uh, and it's, uh, it's it's organic. It's natural. It's got your vitamins, your minerals. It's got potassium. It's got calcium. And it's not, you know, you go by some of the so-called energy drinks, and they really just, they taste chemically, they taste bad. You can tell that it's just a bunch of, um, you know, stuff from the periodic table that's all crammed together and mass marketed. And Viso's not that way. It's made right here in Portland, Oregon. And Alex, the guy who runs Viso, he doesn't let anything uh, come off the line unless it tastes wonderful, unless it's good for you. You really got to try it. It is uh, one of the best things you are ever going to have. Drinkviso.com is the website. You can find it again at Plaid Pantry, 7 Eleven, the cold section of all Fred Meyer locations. Try it viso now with even more of everything good. Paper. a Rick Emerson radio program. I love this song. Tim Riley, your expression indicates that you're about to say something. Oh, no, I was wondering
4: what's happening next.
3: We're just going to listen to this guitar riff one more time. Okay. We're going to give our congratulations to Derek. By the way, he spotted that this was the backwards song we were playing. He won himself a copy of Rock Band, The Beatles. Listen to this little guitar riff. There's certain adjectives I don't like. I don't like to, to hear used uh, to describing guitar riffs because they just make it sound like an old bald guy with a ponytail. It's like when it, it, and, and they always sound like the same guy. It's always like it's always a guy who looks like a less cool George Carlin who's always talking about tasty licks, which I just despise. I hate that.
5: Getting his groove on.
3: Seriously. Um, I also don't like it when guitar riffs are described as being sort of nasty because it, it sounds corny. But that's kind of that's a great way to describe this, it. so though. It's just got the, the great kind of fuzzed out sound. All right, do this uh, one more time here. Fantastic! Don't forget, we're giving away one more copy of The Beatles Rock Band tomorrow, and if you win that, you're going to qualify for the grand prize—the Rock Band Special Value Bundle, which includes all the Rock Band instruments: the mic, guitar, the drums, and the game itself. You can also uh, be listening to Court and Fatboy this afternoon, three to seven, for your shot at winning uh, Rock Band: The Beatles. At the news desk, it is your personal
4: savior, Tim Riley.
1: In the News with Tim Riley.
4: Good morning from the KUFO News Center downtown Portland, 825. It's going to be a nice day today. I expect highs in the low 80s. Portland's city fathers and mothers are ready for H1N1. City Hall is handing out hand sanitizer. Get them while you can. They're also reminding citizens in City Hall to cover their mouths when they cough and stay home if you're sick. Maybe there's somebody information booth there giving out this sage advice. The most important piece of information, make sure you wash those hands at least 15 seconds. Or, this according to City Hall, or for how long it takes to sing Happy Birthday. That's stupid. Sing it out loud if necessary. Form a group. <laughs> Looks like a crazy person. Office. Like
5: twice through or just like once, once through? Once.
4: So I guess singing "Happy Birthday" once takes fifteen seconds. Do I have to pay
3: Mildred and Patty Hill fifteen wait, wait. cents when I do that? You've
5: got to sing "Happy Birthday." I don't think it's a 15-second song.
3: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Sarah. Happy birthday to you. That's four seconds. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so you got to sing it three and a half times. I think you're singing it too fast. Maybe I. There was uh, not an accurate. Maybe you're singing it in a group. Let's 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 not. A that. woman, a woman fondled by a Portland paramedic, has been awarded two point twenty five million dollars for her shame. Creepy. The paramedic, whose name is Lanny Lee Hazard, the paramedic with the wandering hands, gets five years to inappropriately touching several of these ladies on ambulance trips.
3: Lanny Lee Hazard! You quit that inappropriate touching him! Put on your ascot! Oh, right. that reminds me of this, Tim. You, you will appreciate this. So I mentioned this earlier. That it's a creepy email. Although the listener who sent this, he, I want to make very clear, he himself is not creepy. Uh, his name is. Uh, well, he just uh, he doesn't use his name, so I won't give his name. But uh, he himself is not a creepy person. He signs himself Civic Dutier.
5: Do you know him? Do you know he's not
3: creepy? I don't. I mean, but I can. He, it will become clear that he is not creepy okay. in this email. Dear Rick. Being a listener of your lovely broadcast and a fellow Portlander, I felt it was my duty, considering the vast array of important and newsworthy topics discussed on your show, to inform you of the events that transpired while commuting home today. And things that transpired during the commute, uh, those are a long-time fascination for all of us. While unwinding from my day on the lovely local red line... Taking in all the wondrous sights that Northeast Highway 84 has to offer, I noticed a man striking up a conversation with a lovely tall 20-something woman sitting directly across the aisle from me. This would usually not surprise or command my attention, but it was the content of the conversation that piqued my interest. The man sitting next to her, wearing blue jeans, a white shirt, and looking slightly like Mel Brooks, was asking her about her shoe size, how tall she was, and whether she wore men's or women's shoes. She politely told him that she wore women's shoes and tried to be casually busy on her cell phone, which is kind of what you do, or you would put on your uh, your, your earphone things, your iPod things, even if you weren't listening to anything, right? Tim? No,
4: no, I just have to wear the iPod things because I lost my iPod.
3: <laughs> just goes into your shoe, exactly. You just put it in your
4: pocket. Uh-huh. Oh, it's genius! Of course, I am.
3: <laughs> After a few more comments that I couldn't make out, I noticed the man start telling her she had beautiful feet. He said, your feet are very sensual, to which the woman naturally began to feel uncomfortable. After a comment or two more from the man, she politely told him he probably shouldn't say anything more, to which he responded, thank you. She said, you shouldn't say anything more about my feet, to which he responded, quote, no, it's cool, I'm very conservative, end quote, to which she said nothing. It was at about this point I was reminded of the breaking stories you often cover about a man fondling and attempting to foot fornicate with women and local businesses. Seeing as how I was sitting directly across the aisle from both of them and could see their conversation in the reflection of the tinted glass on the max, I began to keep an eye on his movements and was trying to think of a way to strike up a conversation with this lady so I could maneuver her away from this skis bag. It was at this time, after a very, very pregnant lull in the conversation, that the man... quickly slipped off his shoe and began rubbing his foot against hers. Ew. She immediately jumped up and cried, what are you doing? I quickly turned and was about to shout at the man, get off of her, if he tried to accost her more aggressively, at which point I would have shouted, uh, at which point I would have swiftly introduced his head to the shiny new metal bars lining the seats. He quickly put his shoe back on and ran off the max at the stop for what street, Tim? Eighty second. seconds. Well done. I, I co- wasn't Flavel? No, uh, I called non-emergency two stops down once I got off the train, but I don't think that uh, saying he looked like Mel Brooks helped them very much. So, this is for you and all your listeners. He or they are still out there, and they are getting more daring, Rick. They aren't even taking the time to ask you to try on shoes anymore. Yours truly, Civic Dutier. There you go. Forewarned is forearmed, kids. He is not creepy. He's awesome. There you go. Here's uh, Tim Riley.
4: Well, thank goodness you don't live in Texas where the Raspberry Crazy Ant is raising havoc. Apparently, it burrows into air conditioners and destroys them. Go in there by the hundreds or thousands and literally physically short that circuit out so
0: your AC stops.
4: Doug Andrews is uh, an expert on the Raspberry Crazy Ant. These Crazy Ants, they're very erratic in their movement, and hence, uh, you know, they act crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And it's our our own fault that these crazy ants are raising havoc. We think they are transported primarily physically and mechanically by uh, trucks, cars, trains, airplanes. Be careful of the crazy ants. So here's a perfect place for them. Then right on the other side is a door into the house. If there's a food supply right in there, it's certainly not unusual for them to move right on into the house. The raspberry crazy ant will continue its ravenous ways. I wouldn't be surprised if we do find the ants here at some point
7: in time. If you do squish it, it does have a a, a reaction. Uh, it emits a an acid that can cause like dermatitis to people. We gotta
3: get the bug guy uh, back on again. We
7: have to.
5: We have to have an excuse for it.
3: Do we even remember what his name was? He was just the bug. That's all. It la- it's just labeled bug guy squishes. I it. don't remember. That's. I have. Uh, I have no additional uh, information about that guy. That's all we had. All right, here's uh, Tim Riley.
4: Thank goodness Sylvia, the draft horse is okay. She was walking between two paws in her owner's property near Estacada when the ground gave way, opening up a 15-deep hole. Down tumbled Sylvia. Luckily, her veterinarian was able to uh, well, distract her. He threw some hay into the hole. While she was eating hay, he gave her a shot and knocked her out. So uh, they used a horse puller and uh, gently pulled her out, and now Sylvia's okay except for some scratches and bruises. What is a draft horse? A draft horse. I use a, I hear that
3: phrase or something. I don't really know what that means. I think they pull draft beer. <laughs> Is that from a, wagons? They're uh, on the sides of beer steins that yes. lined the, uh, the the ceiling of my father's home. All right, let's do uh, one more here, and then we'll get to caught up around the corner.
4: And the big deal in Portland. It was the uh, season finale for Leverage for last night. In case you didn't see it, you can watch it on demand on TNT. And I noticed it's starting to put commercials in there too, so they are making money on on demand. So uh, I had the opportunity to watch it with uh, several actors last night. At an east side bar. Yes, I went to the east side for what Sarah did. Really? Dinner. You were slumming yeah. it? Slumming it. <laughs> I was. Excellent. Was it everything you imagined it would be? I managed to find a parking space, but I was afraid because every, place, every time you park someplace, there's always somebody with a shopping carriage slumped over a stairway. Next to a sign that says "Do Not Enter."
3: It really, if you are going to pass on the east side, Tim, you got to not say things like "shopping carriage." I don't, uh, I don't really know that people on the east side talk in in such a highfalutin way. I beg your pardon. That's what would uh, it call? We're a plain people uh, over here. We are the we are the common clay of the new west. Would it be a
4: shopping buggy?
3: Hey, it's a shopping jalopy. All right, straight ahead. We'll have more news from Tim. Re- Hold on a second, Greg. What do you mean? Greg just typed on the screen. Everyone thinks the contest is again. What does that mean, Greg? I'm sorry. What,
6: when you say everybody thinks the contest is again, what, what, oh. what does that mean? Oh, I was talking about how everybody keeps calling in every time they hear something about the Beatles or they hear the song at all. They think instantly they can call up and if they identify it, they get the tickets. Oh, no. no.
4: Those are crazy ants we were talking about, not Beatles.
3: <laughs> the, yes. the the next time that happens, I think we should turn on Greg's mic so we can hear him abusing the callers who don't listen. when We say don't call yet. We're not giving anything away just at the moment. Be- I mean, that's got to be...
5: Greg's it- having the best day ever. Let me
3: ask you this, Greg. <laughs> Just final question here. The uh, Over the course of a day, how many calls do you think you take from like the 5 a.m. to 9 a.m.? How many calls do you think you take from people who are mistakenly uh, under the impression that we're giving something away like at that moment?
6: I would say probably... 40 to 50. Wow. 40 to 50 a day. I would say, yeah, 10, 10 to 15 an hour. That of sucks. Of people completely confused the second you say anything <laughs> about giveaway. Oh! And then, I mean, and then we've got people calling up with, for the Beatles contest like 20 minutes afterwards. And it's like, well, obviously, we're taking call number 10. Yeah. So uh, it's 20 minutes afterwards, and then they get upset when they do it get the prize. <laughs> and then they're all like aggro about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're doing it again tomorrow. I've but. tried to modify my phraseology, too, so I don't
3: say...
5: Your phraseology? Well, you know,
3: my speechifying. So so when I say, like, you know, so, you know, you'll win the Beatles thing, you know, if you're caller 10, you know, be caller 10, you know, and you'll win. I've tried to say like, "Be caller ten, and you'll win." Later on, when we tell you to call, like I've
6: did this, so there's all this disclaimer afterwards, but they don't.
5: You should say the disclaimer before. It, later it, on, when we play it,
6: really, it's probably t- not going to matter because you were playing the song, the regular song, right? And people were calling up and identifying it. I'm like, yeah, I know. We, I, we can hear it. It's not backwards. They've it's, got some weird reverse filter on their
3: brain, so it's like, wah, 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 call, wah, 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 and that's all. So, all right. Try to had more news from Tim Riley and uh, and uh, and more things of stuff. We're
5: shenanigans.
3: Choke. That was a fail right there. Fail blog is gone You calling. used
5: up all your words today.
3: I, I used up all my talkification. Straight ahead, more news from Tim Riley. It is the Rick Emerson radio program, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's Thursday morning. This is the Rick Emerson Show
4: on Rock 101 KUFO.
6: The Rick Emerson Show
4: returns. Why am I an alcoholic? I haven't an epping clue. This is Rock 101 KUFO.
3: It's the Rick Emerson Show. It is Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for coming along. In just moments, we have uh, Tim Riley. We'll have uh, the final take on today's news. Coming up at 9, it smells like the 90s with our good friend Buzz. And uh, coming up at 3 uh, until 7 o'clock at court. And Fat Boy, uh, they're going to have more t- uh, uh, tickets to Patton Oswalt and the Beatles Rock Band. We'll be giving away our final copy of uh, Beatles Rock Band tomorrow. And if you win that, you are entered into the grand prize drawing, which is for the uh, whole special value bundle, which includes the rock band instruments, the mic, the guitar, uh, the drums, all that, and the uh, game itself. Don't forget, this Saturday, uh, this Saturday, CreateCon 2009, which is the Portland Creative Conference, is happening at the Newmark Theater in the Portland Center uh, for the Performing Arts. Doors open at 9.15 a.m. It's a a full-day seminar. You can hear about the creative process from preeminent leaders in their fields. Uh, You can get uh, inspiration, motivation, uh, Direction and is going to be a, a whole day's worth of keynote uh, the presenters, including a rap party afterwards where you can explore networking opportunities and all that, including uh, Dan Wyden, who's a legendary advertising guy, co founder of Wyden Kennedy, Bill Oakley, writer and producer uh, from The Simpsons, Teresa Drelling, who's uh, uh, Drilling is the Emmy, uh, Emmy Award winning animator for. Coraline, and also the thing I just referenced earlier today, Wallace and Gromit, Uh, and it's just a whole day's uh, worth of stuff, so if you're interested in learning about how to get past creative blocks or creative challenges, or if you just want to network with other people who work in the creative industries, especially creative media, it really is a a fantastic event. You can go to CreateCon, that is C-R-E and then the numeral 8, con.com, createcon.com. Dot com That happens this Saturday, nine fifteen and then it's uh, an all-day event, followed by a uh, rap party afterwards. CreateCon.com, and right now, actually, at 503-228-4101, we are going to give away a VIP package for the uh, Portland Creative Conference. It includes two passes, the attendance at the rap party, and reception, and uh, you will get to meet a conference speaker of your choice. It might be me, Rick Emerson. <laughs> it would not be me because you would never pick me out of like the panel of everybody here. Uh, if you are caller 10 at 503-228-4101, uh, 503-228-4101, you will win uh, two of those passes to CreateCon 2009. You can find out more about it at Create.
4: Con. dot com. This is Tim Riley, the news desk.
1: In the news with Tim Riley.
4: Good morning from the KUFO News Center, downtown Portland. Eight forty eight. it's going to be a nice day today. Highs in the low eighties. disgraceful Noma County Sheriff Bob Skipper says he would have done the job for nothing after failing a sheriff's exam twice, causing him to resign. Skipper's the last day will be November 5th. They changed the rules on him, forcing more book learning than was necessary through most of his career. And that was the end of Sheriff Bob. Kevin Tracy, the guy beaten by a deranged man in the sadistical son left for dead in the Washougal Woods, will get a new face. Free plastic surgery will erase those scars. Plastic surgeons at Southwest Washington Medical Center will fix him up. The uh, poor excuse for human beings who allegedly beat him up or captured in Mexico brought back here to face charges.
3: I had a great idea, by the way, about plastic surgery. You know what they ought to have? And this is one of those things, somebody once told me, you write down every idea, and even if it seems crazy, there will come a day when it's not crazy. And
4: you can read them this weekend at the Creative Seminar.
3: That's that's right, Tim. Well <laughs> And the best, by the way, the best part about that is how, uh, not that I won't take the compliment, but how they literally, they put me between, like, on the list of things that are happening, they they, they put me between the guy who founded and Kennedy and the guy who's a producer on The Simpsons. And, like, right between there, and Rick Emerson. Wow. So, which is, you know, I'll take that, but come on, let's... Let's not traffic and lies, shall yeah.
5: we? Somebody <laughs> fell asleep at the wheel with
3: that one. <laughs> Someone didn't proofread this before they ranked everyone. Um, anyway. It,
5: that's pretty awesome. It, Good it for is. you. It's, you know what? Joking it's, aside, that's cool.
3: It actually is It is actually is very cool. And you know, you watch, actually, it just real quickly, if you go to, uh, and, and I'm not like, get anything out of this. It's just not, like, uh, not like, I am receiving no compensation for this. But. You go uh, to CreateCon, con which is the website uh, Cree, and then 8Con, C R E eight co dot uh, com. You can watch the video that's sort of the greatest hits of the last however many years. Uh, Mary uh, McDonald, who we were talking about the other day, she's the voice of Lady J in the GI Joe cartoons, and the voice of OnStar, by the way, which is like two billion cars or something, which is you know makes me feel like a complete loser. Uh, that uh, and then uh, the past speakers they had Steve Buscemi, they had uh, they've had Martin Sheen, so it's like it's a big deal. It's a very it's a it's a very what cool. What are you going to talk about? I don't know. Maybe I'll uh, talk about my groundbreaking work on The Simpsons. Oh, no, that's not me.
5: <laughs> How about the advertising agency that you
3: founded? I'll talk about all my work with Nike. Oh, crap. All right. Well, in any event, uh, what was I saying? Oh, great idea, though. Every idea that seems crazy will not be crazy someday. And the example that I always uh, give is that years ago, years and years ago when I was in high school, I said, oh, there ought to be a television series where, like, the hero is a serial killer. And everyone laughed. And now, blah, 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 Dexter. I have a great idea for a television show about plastic surgery. <gasps>
5: Could it be called Nip Tuck?
3: No. Wait, are you screwing with me there? No, it's not. No, it'd be like a reality show. But the deal is, you get a person who thinks that they are ugly. You know, the person who wants to submit themselves to, uh, to be given plastic surgery in a reality show. But the deal is, the audience gets to pick what plastic surgery they have done, and they have to agree to, 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 to like to abide by the audience's wishes. So it'd be like an ugly duckling swan thing. A person says, well, I'm just so hideous, I'd like plastic surgery. But they got to agree to let the audience vote and pick the surgery, and then they got to get whatever the audience... In other words, America would create their ideal-looking person. It would be a consensus by the country on what somebody should look like.
5: That's a horrible idea.
3: I know, but what you'd watch, though. Well, if you're sandwiched between two other people, maybe they won't remember. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if you, if there was a person who was... A, let's say they're not even ugly. They're plain-looking. They're just sort yeah. of a blank. Yeah. But if the whole country essentially got to vote on what the plastic there surgery was did to them... Would be even worse. I don't think they're on a reality show. They lose the right to complain about that. I'm just um, talking. It'll
5: be all Jenny Jones and like somebody will kill themselves Whatever to and her. they'll get blamed.
3: Who are you? Where did you come from? I'm talking about ratings, Sarah. I'm talking about capturing the target demographic and maximizing our ancillary revenue. You are not a team player. <laughs> I'm going to tell somebody about that. You are not contributing to positive cash flow at Alpha Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And there'll be a punishment. Uh, and so there you go. Well, that was my idea. It seemed like an interesting notion when I wrote it down earlier, and they would then have to get the plastic surgery. There's a
5: new uh, like, Addicted to Plastic Surgery show. What was that show called, Tim? We were talking about Ad, it the other day. Uh, addicted just, to
4: Beauty. Addicted to Beauty. It's on Tuesday nights. Is it like the Jocelyn Wildenstein types, where they just it's get hilarious. it over and over and over?
5: Yeah, I watched a little bit of it, and like they...
4: The women all look like aliens.
5: Yeah, they all look like Muppet aliens.
4: They'll get
3: like the trout lips. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's it? Brittany Murphy, I was talking to um, uh, some of the guys in Outlook Portland about this yesterday. We were talking about plastic surgery disasters or whatever. I forget how it came up, and... um. But we started with Kenny Rogers, who's, like, kind of the gold standard. You know, and it's weird that Kenny Rogers, like, he did that whole tour a while back from one show to another. Like, it wasn't a Greatest Hits tour. It was, like, an Explaining My Face tour. And he was on The View. Oh, yes, fish eyes. He They're they're weird-looking, man. And he sat down and was like, I don't know what I was doing. It seems foolish now. That is why I would never get any, uh, like, additional... Like, because, you know, I had the hair thing done. Like, I had the, the hair transplant, which I'm, you know, I'm not ashamed of. That I'm not shy right? about that. See, that see, and it went really well. That I mean... Yes. Everybody come check out how great I look. Like, that I did. I no, won't make any bones about that. Uh, never lie about that. I got the hair transplant done. One of the best things ever. But, like, as far as plastic surgery, like, on the face. Like Joan Rivers. Yeah, that's, I would never do it because here's why. Like, you figure even celebrities with all of their money and power... Can't get that done without it getting effed up half the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're rich and famous. They can't get plastic surgery without it going wrong.
5: I wouldn't mess with my face.
3: What chance do you yeah, have? That's the thing. Like, what chance do, do, do I, a commoner, have, uh, you know, of getting plastic surgery? That wouldn't. Oh, but my final question is this. Let's go around the room quickly. Let's assume that you were guaranteed it would work perfectly. If you could get plastic surgery, uh, and you know, would you get plastic surgery and what would it be?
5: I would get liposuction.
3: If you were guaranteed that it would go, it would come out exactly the way you want. In other words, it's not going to have magical results, but it would get the results intended.
5: Mm. No, i totally get liposuction. You would get liposuction. Mm-hmm.
3: Really? I see. I don't think you don't. I mean, I'm just saying this. You don't, you don't need that, baby.
5: Yeah. I don't know. I don't like my legs.
3: Oh, no. That's just... Uh, <laughs> that's, uh, you shouldn't say that.
5: And I... Yeah, and I have a butt, and I don't like it.
3: Well, I, want, well,
5: I want that all of that... Okay. All right. Okay. No, no, no,
3: That's fine. I, what I, would you get? I, uh, I, I said I wouldn't pass judgment. Um... Wow, I don't know. Um, you can't I,
5: ask and not say.
3: If I could get any plastic surgery, well, because my big thing was was you know was the hair. That was my big deal. Uh, well, what's next? I you know well you know I thought I, you said your nose before. I get you know, but I think I've got, I kind of become zen with that. I think I've grown into my nose, sort of, because I got a large. I have a large nose. There's no getting around that. Um, I think that you know here's what I would get. No, no matter what my weight is, I've got the gut. That's my thing. No matter how heavy or, or not heavy I'm. No matter what my weight is. I've got like the weird. It looks like a beer gut or a, uh, whatever, and it just—it's just—it's always there. I, you
5: do lipo too, probably.
3: I totally would. I would get the lipo I on did. my stomach.
4: I've got the the, the the.
5: Tim, you don't need lipo. You don't need anything. Well, you got no, like no, zero
3: I... body fat. You're like Chuck
4: Palahniuk. Well, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm starting to get more settled in. I notice I put on three pounds of summer, and usually I don't.
5: Uh-oh! I usually put on weight during the winter.
4: I know. That's what troubles me. That's
5: trouble. I think some...
4: it's I think it's this program that's doing it. You're the sedentary lifestyle. Well, and all. I'm in here at like three o'clock in the morning, sitting down as Sarah saw this morning.
3: What with the mayonnaise so you usually put on what four pounds over the course of the winter five 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 and you put on three over the summer that's
4: first interesting time. first time that's the first time that's happened so i started running more right when i get home now i take the dog out for a run right when i get home wait do you run or do you just walk the dogs no he runs but i mean do you run along sure you run I never knew that.
5: I never knew that either. We've known each other for almost a
4: Well, decade. no, I I just I just started the running like a month ago.
3: Oh, so oh, okay. that's that's like that's the regiment now if if I'm asked this question. Now, did you did you work out before
4: that? Is this an addition to an existing I I used to work out and then I had to cut my budget due to some short-term unpleasantness a few months back. <laughs> I seem to remember that. Uh-huh. So, that had to be cut out of my budget. So, then I had to Seek alternative means. All right. But you. uh, So it it went from jogging to running.
3: And so now, though, because you put on a few pounds over the summer, which probably is
4: uh, due to the show because you're. Everything that is about the show. When I started the show, (laughs) I had perfect eyesight. And, no, I, ca- I can't see it all. When you s- be grateful, Tim. I know.
3: When you first started the show, uh, you had employment prospects elsewhere, which I think I can say for all of us is probably no longer right. the case.
4: I, I'm I'm just not hireable to anyone anywhere <laughs> else, so I I have to continue to do this until I'm like Ed McMahon with perfect teeth
3: <laughs> but terrible financial problems. Doing, doing, the show is like doing porn. You can just, there's no crossing back into the mainstream world after that. You're just your host. Uh, right. Nibble, I don't know what Nibbler would do. Oh, yeah, Greg, okay, so Tim, you would get liposuction. Yep. Just an all-over so all liposuction? So three of us would
4: get lipo. <laughs> yes.
3: Okay, yeah, I'd get the gut. Sarah has her lower areas that she feels. Uh, uh, the, the Greg, you're, uh, if you could get plastic surgery and if you were guaranteed that it would go correctly,
6: what would you get? Uh, I, honestly, I don't think I could do it. I I have a no, fear if, of knives and needles and no, but you have but a that's,
5: fear uh, of mayonnaise. You have a fear of knives. Come on, man up. <laughs>
6: no, I mean, like, but I mean that aside. Okay, that aside, what would I get for plastic surgery? And yeah,
3: you and you have to pick realistic results. Like it's something that you know we can guarantee it wouldn't go badly, but it's not going to be like a magical outcome.
6: God, I don't know. I guess... I'm Greg
3: lipos- Nibbler. Just look
6: at me. <laughs> I don't people on leverage love me. Surgery. I'm on a national commercial. <laughs> I I don't know section, I guess. I, I don't know, though, what I would really have sucked.
3: <laughs> I, I'm not really sure how to do that. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> on that note, ladies and gentle people, uh, we want to thank you for uh, listening to our fine uh, broadcast today. And we want to remind you that coming up tomorrow at 9 a.m., the KUFO half-off sale continues at KUFO.com. Was it about this time yesterday that we started to lose our composure over something? The Thirsty Line is a Northwest pub with European flavor. serves lunch, dinner, and drinks seven days a week. Tim Riley tested. Sarah Dillon approved. Choose from a list of domestic and import drafts with American and European sports playing year round on their fifty inch plasma screen. Friday at nine a.m. You can get a twenty five dollar gift certificate to the Thirsty Line for twelve dollars and fifty cents. So they go uh, on sale half off as part of KFO's half off sale tomorrow nine a.m. But right now, if you call at ten at five zero three. Two two eight four one zero one. You got that half-off certificate uh, to the Thirsty Line, and you can buy those tomorrow for half-off at KUFO.com. Join us tomorrow when our guests will include Aaron Duran with The Week in Geek and from TMZ, Dax Holt. Uh, we want to thank senior radio correspondent Steve Kastenbaum, also Mr. Skin from Mr. Skin.com, and from the Willamette Week, Kelly Clark, ladies and gentlemen. The Rick Emerson Show is produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon for Rock 101 KUFO. In the newsroom, Tim Riley on the phones, the apparently flawless Greg Nibbler uh, at the uh, front desk, the gatekeeper. Dave's in, the web mistress Bridget from upstairs, Alpha Broadcasting Marketing Guru Susan Donoff with me, Reynolds, Executive Producer Christopher J. Paddock. Coming up at 9, Smells Like the 90s with our good friend Buzz. Court and Fatboy this afternoon with more copies of Rock Band, The Beatles, and Pat Oswalt tickets. That's from 3 to 7. My name is Rick Emerson. It is Thursday, September 10th, 2009, and that is The Frequency, Kenneth. As always, thank you for listening. Be safe. See you all tomorrow, and watch out for snakes.
7: If you do squish it, it does have a a, a reaction. Or it emits a an acid that can cause like dermatitis to people.
3: Attention, broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep
2: is now concluded. Thank you for listening.